0: Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, where bustin makes us feel good. I'm John Williams.
1: And I'm Ben Robinson. Grab your proton packs, look out for Class 4 roving vapors, and get ready for a total protonic reversal. We're talking Ghostbusters. Hey, fancy meeting you here.
0: Yeah, no shit. Here we are. We're in the booth, uh, safely separated by probably close to six feet and a wall of plexiglass.
1: And unsafely breathing, uh, like, spores, molds, and fungus. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because <laughs> the fucking door leaked and uh, my carpet got all wet and, and it fucking stinks in here. Yeah, um, I consider
0: myself lucky. I can't smell it from this side.
1: Yeah, it's mostly under me.
0: Yeah, well, the smells usually follow you anyway. <laughs> Uh, so here we are. Um, I I don't know whether to say we are ahead or behind schedule on this because originally we were going to wait and release this episode in um, consort with. Yes, yeah, th- that word does make sense um, with Ghostbusters Afterlife, but that has been pushed back, and fuck it, I wanna I wanna. Talk about some Ghostbusters! I don't want to wait another six months. Yeah, and
1: they got pushed back. It's what April now, or no? It's like Ju- I think it's June or June July. Or
0: July, yeah. Wait, no, I may have read like September.
1: Whenever Sony sees fit to, yeah, you know, or I, I guess whenever they can get away with putting it in a theater and having people go to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, making their money back on it because this is this is quite the franchise. What's weird is that even after. The debacle that was 2016 Ghostbusters the hype for this is still very real and very yeah. large.
1: I think that's because it looks good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm I, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing some ghostbusters with the uh from the original continuity um so I, I guess it, it could go without saying, but if I didn't say anything, then there wouldn't be much of a show. But
1: is this it, near and dear to your heart, John? Fuck
0: yeah, it is. Holy <laughs> shit, do I love me some Ghostbusters? I mean,
1: it's good. I like it. <laughs> Podcast done. <laughs> Thanks, folks.
0: <laughs> um, I you know, I, I don't actually have like a like a running list of my favorite movies of all time, but I could see Ghostbusters being in the top ten, possibly.
1: I love lists, so I I keep them very well cataloged. Uh, I would be confident saying it's in my top twenty for sure. Yeah, possibly top ten, but definitely top twenty.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to say because it does it stands right up there for me with like the the Back to the Futures and the Indiana Joneses and the the Princess Brides and whatnot. Like this this movie has been a constant in my life. Like I, I didn't get to watch the first one in preparation for the show because there there was so much content to consume but i probably watched it a few months ago like i probably don't ever go a year without watching it weird yeah (laughs) i mean i'm sure it's happened but i've seen that movie a lot of times
1: yeah it's probably been a couple years at least for me since i've seen it so that's that's fairly recent for me yeah i watched it with my children and uh My daughter made it 40 minutes in before she walked out.
0: (laughs) That's a new record.
1: It's usually 15, so. Mm -hmm. She was enjoying the movie. I don't know if she was doing it just because she'd rather go watch anime, because she was legitimately bored, or because she just does it to fucking spite me now. I got a feeling it's the last one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this one will really dig at him. I I can finish it later.
1: Yeah, she wants to watch uh, Spider-Man Far From Home with me. Oh, cool. And the only reason she wants to watch it with me is because I have to rent it. She doesn't have the power to do that. It's not on Disney Plus? No, I don't think so, because Sony Sony still holds the rights to it. Interesting. I didn't think about that. For some it's, reason, I thought they were on there. because They might have made a licensing deal with them, but as far as I... I haven't checked, but I just assumed that it wasn't because it's a Sony property, technically. Yeah, I mean, I've got it if you want to borrow it. Oh, yeah, that'll work, too. I just won't tell her, because otherwise she'll watch it without me. And uh, (laughs) I I toyed with the idea of just walking out of it like 20 minutes and being like, I'm bored. I'm leaving, but (laughs) I want to watch it again. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's a good flick. (laughs) But I watched it with Odin too. And, uh, and he was fucking quoting the movie. He knows that movie very well. Uh, I know I've watched it with him at least once and I think he's watched it by himself a few times because, uh, that kid's a Ghostbusters fan and he's got, he's got good taste. Well,
0: and you know, quoting the movie. That is something that, that is synonymous with watching Ghostbusters. Like, this movie is so infinitely quotable.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's tight. It's well-written. Uh, and it's just got so many quotable moments. Like, I was writing them down because, you know, we do our fancy little intros. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the hardest part is going to be picking things, references t- to use, as opposed to trying to look for them.
0: Yeah. I was thinking that, like, two weeks ago when, when I was getting excited that we had decided to do, to do Ghostbusters, finally... And yeah, we're, we're usually like in the moment before starting the show, looking for quotes or looking for a way to end the show. And I was just like, holy fuck, yeah. like this is going to be the easiest thing in the world.
1: <laughs> I got a list of like five quotes right in front of me that we didn't even use.
0: Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so want to talk about first impressions? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. We talked about our love for Ghostbusters and any more detail would be... Talking about the movie itself, so... Or the movies. Okay, so I guess it's worth saying that I'd say the main focus is going to be the first two Ghostbusters movies. Um, there, there are comic books. There's cartoons. Video games. Yeah, there's Toys. The, the 2016 movie. lunch boxes, yeah. Blankets.
1: Underpants.
0: Slimer gum. Yeah. Uh-oh, was that your favorite use in pop culture? Nope. Squeezy tube, Slimer gum. I loved that
1: shit. I liked the idea of that stuff. It was it a
0: weird consistency.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't like gum at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking bizarre.
0: Oh, the nineties. Oh, I can smell that mildew. Smell smells like like ectoplasm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is definitely. It became a franchise uh, for better or worse. Yeah, it's still kicking. So we'll try and cover most of it, but it's going to be mostly the first two flicks. I got a feeling because that's uh, uh, that's the best of it. Yeah. I I don't think we're going to spend a half hour talking about Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, shit. Well, maybe just
0: a little bit talking about that theme song you love. <laughs>
1: um,
0: well, I'm going to go ahead with with uh, my first impression here. And once again, sorry, broken record. Uh, you know, I think maybe even me saying broken record is becoming a broken record moment, too. I think I say that every time because I just think of myself as as a listener going like, Oh great! Here we go. He's gonna say that fucking thing again about how the movie's always been there throughout his entire life. So it's hard to pinpoint an exact first impression.
1: He probably first saw it at Preston's house because that's <laughs> where he sees movies. If it was a video game, it'd be at Sean's. <laughs>
0: uh, well, my first impression was at my buddy Preston's house.
1: <laughs>
0: no joke. <laughs> um, I had a very clear moment that I that I was going to talk about. But then I remembered something earlier. So it's it's actually the intro to the movie. You know, with the uh with the library yeah. scene and when they're uh when they're going and investigating and they're like I, all of a sudden it hit me like this morning. I was like holy shit, like I remember sitting on Preston's couch and watching that for the first time and just like seeing the books like like float behind them. And uh, and the slime when, when Venkman gets the, the slime on his hands from the, the index system and he's like trying to shake it off and shit. Like whenever I watch the movie, I, I, I go back to that to that first time there and then right up to the to the fucking like, all right, ready? Get her. And then the, the, that fucking gruesome librarian just turning into that giant fucking monster. Like what a brilliant intro to a movie. And uh, and that that definitely stands out. And then the other part from my from what I believe was my first time watching it um, was, of course, same experience at Preston's house when it gets into that line where I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and quote it right up top where Dan Aykroyd's Ray Stans uh, says everything was fine with our system <laughs> until the until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. And, uh, Walter Peck, you know, the, the EPA agent says they caused an explosion. The mayor, is Is this this true? (laughs) true? And then Venkman with that classic line. Yes, sir. It is true. This This man man has has no dick. Dick. (laughs) And holy shit. We were, we were rolling on the floor laughing. We, we back in the old days with, uh, with videotape, you would rewind. We rewound that so many times because (laughs) I, I, I'm guessing his parents weren't in the room because our Mormon families probably wouldn't, uh. Wouldn't appreciate the dick joke so much, but just that, that deadpan delivery that, that Bill Murray could do so well. Just like, yes, sir, it's true. This man has no dick.
2: <laughs> or maybe he just
0: says, yes, it's true. This man yeah. has no dick.
1: Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, that is, that is one of the best lines in the movie. Yeah. The insult dickless is great, too. This is probably where I learned dickless as a, as a pejorative. And uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. fucking walter peck piece of shit
0: yeah and that guy i can't remember his name oh i feel bad but i think that's par for the course he really made a name for himself playing fucking shithead dickhead fucking guys in the 80s like between that and like real genius boy he was a piece of shit
1: he does it well you know find your strengths and play to it yeah
0: (laughs) and you see interviews with him uh more recently when talking about ghostbusters and stuff and he seems like such a nice dude like i would love to to just have a drink with that guy and and just chat about his uh his experiences playing shitheads in, in hollywood
1: i wonder how many no dick jokes he gets I bet he's so sick of that shit <laughs> he's at the grocery store and somebody's like hey dickless I mean I would really want to shout that at him if yeah. I ever saw him
0: I'd be tempted but I wouldn't have the guts <laughs> like for all I know like he's so sick of it that like he's gonna punch somebody out
1: yeah or I would just slyly walk behind him uh, hoping somebody would ask if something was true <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, so what about you? So uh, my first impression, um, not surprisingly, for um, the age we were, was the toys for the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Like, like, I know I was familiar with the show, but I don't have any super specific memory of, like, sitting in front of the TV and watching the real Ghostbusters. But I do remember for my... geez, I want to say seventh maybe eighth birthday whatever birthday i had in the third grade okay getting the uh egon action figure that when you squeezed it his eyeballs popped out and his hair went up totally (laughs) that's (laughs) awesome because
0: i was thinking about the figures and i was like i don't really remember like i never had any of the figures or anything and the, that Egon figure popped in my head, you know, with the eyeballs popping out and the hair going up. That's so weird. Yep,
1: and he came with, a, like, a proton pack, and it had, like, a, you know, it had a stream that would come out of it that you could, like, spin on the back so it would wobble around and shit. Yeah. And it came with, like, a little Slimer. It was, uh, it was rad. I played with it tons. I think it was the only toy that I ever had from the Ghostbusters line. That's weird. But it was awesome.
0: That That, that would be, like, like just having like 1 GI Joe or something or or like
1: well, he could he could bust the GI Joes and stuff you know what i mean there's other <laughs> action figures like when i played with toys as a kid it like didn't stay in you know continuity <laughs> yeah i mean i guess
0: maybe that's just me coming from the uh, the side of things where like i didn't i didn't have a variety of toys so much like i just had a lot of batman and superman and superhero toys or a bunch of ninja turtles or he-man
1: yeah, yeah, but, yeah, well, and it was a birthday present, so it was like somebody bought it for me, and it was cool. So it was, oh. like, like it wasn't like I went to the store and was like, I want that, mommy.
0: Well, and it wasn't like your parents going like, oh yeah, he he might be into Ghostbusters, let's get him one Egon figure.
1: Yeah, just some kid. It was like get him that, probably because that kid was into fucking Ghostbusters and uh fucking whatever. Thank you, kid. It worked. I don't remember who got it for me. Yeah, but uh it was a cool toy. I I remember playing with it, and I definitely watched the show as a kid, but. Uh, that's about as far as my knowledge of, of how that went is that it was a thing I watched. Yeah. <laughs> but that was well before I'd seen either of the movies. You know, that would have been in maybe like 1989, 1990. Somewhere yeah. Somewhere around there. I don't remember
0: how old I was when I saw the first one, but I feel like, it, like I was young enough to where, you know, I, I barely remember it. You know, I, I remember a couple of scenes rather than like the experience of it
1: fuck that could be 15 for me
0: <laughs> <laughs> so ghostbusters um it was a a long gestating project for uh for Dan Aykroyd you know Dan Aykroyd and uh John Belushi and Bill Murray they were all alumni of uh, Saturday Night Live and uh Aykroyd and Belushi had done a couple movies together they'd done Oh, is it Blues Brothers and a movie called Neighbors, which I've never seen. I saw no, I a poster for it. And yeah, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck
1: is this? So I've seen the shit out of some Blues Brothers, though. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a great fucking movie. You should check it out. Maybe.
0: So Aykroyd had uh, had written a script called Ghost Smashers, and I think it was around 1980. Um, and it, it was inspired by his love for like the Abbott and Costello monster movies and Aykroyd and his family, like, go way back with, like, the supernatural and shit.
1: Yeah, like, his grandfather was, like, a spiritualist that would do seances in their living room and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's fucking like,
1: rad. Like, like you, you
0: actually feel, like, especially in Ghostbusters 2, when he's, when he's got that bookstore for the occult and stuff, like, I could see Dan Aykroyd doing that in real life. Like, I saw him on Joe Rogan once, too, and he was just going way into like his family's history with all that stuff and it's it's really interesting
1: yeah and he's super into like the supernatural and aliens and mm -hmm. conspiracy theories and all kinds of shit
0: yeah he's got that like crystal
1: skull vodka yeah have you ever had that no it's terrible (laughs) it is so bad i bought it once because the bottle is cool as fuck it's like a skull yeah it's neat and it was dan Aykroyd's vodka like okay yeah it it looks cool and dan Aykroyd's putting it out uh it's it's awful it is not good at all (laughs) it's
0: probably expensive as shit too
1: yeah i only bought it the once so (laughs) no clue but uh it was not worth whatever the fuck i paid for it i can tell you that um
0: well originally this uh the story was much scarier you know it wasn't originally designed as as like a uh a slapstick comedy and It had a a group of Ghost Smashers that would travel, like, into space and into other dimensions.
1: Yeah, from what I read, it was like, it would, it spanned, like, a bunch of different times and dimensions and had, like, different Ghostbuster groups... Like, it wasn't just one core group. There was, like, a bunch of other groups busting mm. ghosts or smashing ghosts, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Apparently and had a bunch of different big monsters in it. Like, like, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was in, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, I'd heard he was in, he was in the original script. Like, he's, he's the carryover.
1: Yeah, so it was a much grander vision to start with, for sure. And, uh, and I think they, they looked at it and they're like, oh, that's a lot dan
0: yeah yeah like no studio was willing to fund it like they they were saying it was it was going to be too expensive to make um and like originally they were going to wear like riot gear and they had like a like a black ambulance that had like a cloaking device so they could get away from uh from police
1: i mean this sounds pretty awesome <laughs> i so know the time.
0: well and there's even some storyboards you know from uh from back then
1: it almost sounds like men in black with ghosts yeah no shit yeah <laughs>
0: Um, and it was Ivan Reitman uh, once he got involved in the project. Well, because I guess I mean, I guess we don't have to go too deep into history, but there was this whole big like pardon the term incestuous like like relationship in comedy, you know, where it was like Ramus and and Reitman had done these together, you know, and then they worked with Bill Murray on stripes and the, and meatballs and then Aykroyd and and Belushi were over here, you know, so like they they all just sort of coalesced into into like all their projects led them together. Um, Belushi died in the meantime, and that's why they why they sought out Bill Murray. And um, it was uh, it was Ivan Reitman who made the call to set it on Earth and to have it be, you know, just three scientists. And reportedly, when they were going around pitching the movie, once uh, Reitman was involved and Ramus was there and, and they they had their more current script, Ackroyd uh, apparently had a one-sentence pitch that said, ghost janitors in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the fucking dude from uh, uh, Frank Price from Columbia Pictures greenlit it. and was like, all right, do it. And I think he said, like, how much can you do it for? And I, they, he gave him some ballpark fucking number. I think It was like, I don't know. 30 it, million. 30 million, maybe. Yeah, it was, 30 was coming out in my mind. I was like, well, I know it wasn't 30,000. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, gave him like a ballpark number and he was like, all right, Do it for that. On one stipulation, needs to be ready for, you know, for the next summer movie season or whatever. Basically, they had 12 months to actually write the script. Like they had a kind of like bits and pieces of script, but they didn't have the script we know written to write it, film it, edit it, and put the effects in. Yeah. And uh, you know, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, and Dan Aykroyd rented a house in Martha's Vineyard for three weeks. And just fucking pumped the script out.
0: I want to do something like that so that bad so with, with Space cool. Oddities. Or, or even like back in the day when, we, when we'd talk about doing uh, Thanks Jamming. Oh, yeah. Where when, when we all had that week off, we wanted to take a week and rent a house and go up there and with a bunch of booze and, and pot and mushrooms and just write an album all week long and then record it and then have a Thanksgiving dinner. We should still do that we all got kids and shit now, man. They grow
1: like, up eventually. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. In let's see, eleven years. Yeah. I'm well. Then again,
1: we'll be in our we'll be in our early fifties. We'll be we'll be ready.
0: Yeah, it'll be prime midlife crisis
1: time. Yeah, we could For all me, hop in our Corvettes and drive up there, and <laughs> or grow up on our Harleys. Yeah, and uh, take a bunch of drugs because we won't have any real responsibilities anymore. <laughs> Cash out that. uh that college fund,
0: yeah. I mean, I'll probably be closer to death than any of you guys, anyway. So, <laughs> what do I got to lose?
1: If not before, definitely after.
0: Um, so, I guess uh, we could go into some casting notes because, like, as we said, you know, originally it was going to be Aykroyd and John Belushi and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy was uh, was approached for the for the role of Winston Zedmore, and he passed on it to go do Beverly Hills Cop.
1: Not a bad call. Yeah. Uh, That did him well. Yes. Probably fit him better too. He's a little, his personality is a little bigger than, well, at least the Winston we know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without Ernie Hudson, who I am so glad he is in that movie, I love Ernie Hudson as Winston Zedmore to death.
1: He's a better everyman than Eddie Murphy would be.
0: Yeah. Like the the role would have been so much different. It would have been. Much more bombastic, and I wonder if it would have thrown off the balance.
1: It probably would have, because you already had Ray, who's pretty excitable, Mm -hmm. and uh, you've got Peter, who's making a lot of cracks and jokes, and he would have kind of stepped on both of their toes, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have ventured into Egon territory, unless it was like the 2016 one, where, where everyone is sort of a scientist and sort of a ham
1: yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but let's see. Originally uh Harold Ramis was not going to act in the film. He was just he-, he was just on the writing staff. And uh some names I found that were considered for the role of Egon were Christopher Lloyd. Probably yeah, he could have done a good job. Yeah.
1: I could have seen that. Christopher Walken. You know, possibly like he he's a good actor.
0: Yeah, it would have been weird if he's been, got his delivery.
1: It would have been different. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh I think he could have pulled it off.
0: Um, we had Jeff Goldblum.
1: Okay, I can see that too. The, these are not bad casting yeah. choices.
0: I would love to have seen Jeff Goldblum as Egon. You I, I mean, would have
1: stuttered a little more? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, imagine a Twinkie, the um, know, mm, uh, size of uh, New York. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, the last name I found on there was uh, John Lith. I'm going to go ahead and, and have to preface this. Somebody I work with, Loves to correct people when uh, when they say John Lithgow, even though that's that's how we know him. It's John Lithgow. So that's
1: what I what I've heard every single person say. She loves to
0: correct you and say it's actually John Lithgow. He he told me, like so. personally. Yes, while they were having lunch.
1: He, that's the only person he's ever corrected because nobody else says that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, well, it's one of those things like like Kim Basinger or Basinger. I mean, I've I've seen her in an interview say it's Basinger, but there's still people out there who say Bassinger or Basinger. It's like, fuck off. You're you're wrong. But I mean.
1: But is John Lithgow, John Lithgow, is that what you yeah, said? John Lithgow, John Lithgow. Has he done a uh, an interview where he said as much or did he just tell this person? At
0: lunch? <laughs> uh, you it's know, like,
1: it's a secret. That's she, not my real name.
0: She loves to name drop and and talk about her experiences with uh, with the Hollywood elite. So I, I don't imagine she would make that one up,
1: but not, I don't think I've ever heard him say his own name. See, I
0: feel like I'm like I may have, but I'm not not conf- not confidently enough or clearly enough to go ahead and, and and I'm also not an asshole enough to go correct
1: people. Uh, actually, it's John Lithgow. I am an asshole enough that if I was having lunch with somebody, I'd be like, "Actually, it's Robinson," <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then chuckle, knowing they told all, they, they corrected all their friends incorrectly for years after.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be like, you know, it, it, my my uh, my name actually is uh, is from Spanish descent, so the double L is is a Y sound, so it's Williams
1: Williams, <laughs> um, or Han Williams. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, never mind. I won't do an accent. Uh, and, and weirdly enough, I was about to go into a German accent. I don't know why. Speaking of Germans.
1: Yeah. They wrote the role of Lewis with John Candy in mind. And uh, when they brought him in, he wanted to be a loud German man that raised Dobermans. I, uh, or, and had a bunch, or Rottweilers. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Raised a bunch of dogs. He wanted a bunch of dogs and to speak in a silly German accent and be really loud. It's Lithgow.
0: i felt like a dickhead like like right when i was was about to say rottweilers was like oh fuck john you're correcting him what a what a fucking asshole you are
1: some big fucking mean german dog yeah i don't know they they look similar they got similar coloration yeah uh but uh i'm glad they didn't do that
0: yeah it would have been a much different uh picture there
1: and it would have robbed us of rick moranis's fantastic performance as lewis and apparently Rick Moranis had
0: uh, experience as an accountant. So all of that like accounting jargon that he spits out was uh, improv. He looks like he had experience as an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <no> shit. <laughs> um, and then this was, was the other one I found that I love. Or I guess this is the last one. The original actor uh, that they had in the role of Gozer... You know, the, the lady in the end with like the weird bubbly stuff over her, her private bits and like was it the, the David red eyes. Bowie? It was
1: not. Because that would be. <laughs> that wouldn't have been shocking.
0: Like, as, as I was watching this video that was talking about it, I was waiting for them to say Sting for some reason. I was like, I, oh, yeah. I bet Sting would have done it. No, apparently it was Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman Whoa, himself. Interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe he was, he was getting too big as Pee Wee. Because th- that was right around the same time that Pee Wee's Big Adventure was being made. So
1: yeah. Could have been a I weird mean, different movie. There wasn't much of a performance from Gozer.
0: No, but they also ended up going with uh oh geez. I can't remember if it was a model or maybe a singer um of uh shit. I can't remember. Some some uh European descent. Like I don't know if it was like Swedish or or
1: some sort of Norwegian um, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I guess wrapping up uh things that could have been the theme song was originally the first person they approached about it was huey lewis whoa because they really wanted uh, they wanted him to do it now i guess as a stand-in before they before they had um well, well, ray, ray parker, parker jr yeah before they had ray parker jr do the uh you know write the song he wrote for it uh they were using i want a new drug as like the stand-in
0: that's fucking bonkers, because as you said, Huey Lewis, that's, a, that's right where my head went. I was
1: like, oh, that is kind of Ghostbusters-y. You know who else thought it was kind of Ghostbusters-y? Ray Parker Jr. Huey Lewis. He sued them. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, he sued them, saying like, that they basically ripped off his song, and uh, he wasn't happy about it, and they ended up settling out of court. So, I mean, no one decided who won, but it is a little similar. There yeah. are definitely similarities between the two. I
0: mean, I I guess I guess I'm not shocked by any of that. But if there's one thing besides the actors and the uh, the icon of the ghost with the the line through it that is synonymous with Ghostbusters, it's that theme song.
1: Oh yeah, and I, I guess that the the logo was come up just but like one of the producers like drew it up real quick and was like, "What about this?" And they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, that's it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw some early ones where like there was one that even looked like like a Casper, and it it was almost like a crest shape behind them, like kind of a Pentagon, and uh, and it had like a lightning bolt going through it. I saw that for some of the old Ghost Smashers uh, logos. Uh, But that song, uh, it's,
1: (laughs) yeah, it it is (laughs) Ghostbusters. Anytime anybody tries to do a different song, it's wrong.
0: Oh, yeah. We're looking at you, Bobby Brown, R.I.P.,
1: And even when they redo it, like, like the fucking extreme Ghostbusters version where they did like a weird midlife crisis bar blues band version of it. (laughs) Fucking terrible. I hate it. (laughs) It it was so funny the way you set that up for me
0: the other day and the vitriol and anger you had. I hate it. You, you don't feel things that strongly that often. (laughs) And wow. Like I was like, holy shit. Like, what is this going to be? And yeah, it's exactly as you described it. But for some reason. It didn't bother me at all. <laughs> it, it seemed very 90s cartoony.
1: Oh, it's gross. I don't like it <laughs> one bit. <laughs> um, so I guess, the, I, should we talk about the actual movie? The Ghostbusters movie we got.
0: It, it is uh, Harold Ramis playing Egon Spangler, Dan Aykroyd playing Raymond Stans, uh, Bill Murray playing Peter Venkman, and uh, Ernie Hudson playing Winston Zeddemore. And then we've got... The lovely and talented Sigourney Weaver, yep. playing uh, the oh, fuck can't I remember
1: her name all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, Dana.
0: Yeah, Dana. Dana Barrett. Dana Barrett. Yeah, yep. she's a cellist. I don't know what she plays. It's 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 something you got to sit and so it's e- it's either a cello or a bass.
1: She does she play that in Ghostbusters too at some point? She does, right?
0: Um, she's no, got she, she's got it in her apartment and Peter Vankman like puts it up in his in his hand and like plays it like a guitar. Because
1: yeah, the only scene that I remember from the first Ghostbusters where it's even really referenced is when she's leaving after practice, and she's definitely not carrying a cello. Really? I don't think she's carrying anything. I mean, it's a cello. Like maybe like maybe they're going to lunch and she like left it. At her chair. Oh, or weird! But she definitely doesn't have a cello in her hand when she's when she's talking to him. Does
0: the dude with the uh, with like the nasal spray thing? Does he? Does he have like a violin case? I think in his he, hand he's or something? carrying
1: something. Oh, I don't okay. remember what it was. It Might have been a a flute case, maybe or a violin case. Maybe he's a a flautist. Ooh, Ooh he looks like a flautist.
0: <laughs> Sorry, flautists, don't give us a one star review or a rating.
1: I mean, unless you thought that guy was a real hunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Rick fucking Moranis as Lewis. Yeah. And then a bunch of other people.
0: Yes. Annie Potts as Janine Melnitz. Like that what a what a brilliant performance that is brilliant in how uh, how subtle and underscored it is. Like like anybody could just be a boring receptionist, but like her with that like that New York accent and that I don't give a shit attitude.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She did. She gives no fucks. Oh, love it. And then later on when she's, when she's busy and frustrated, yes. she's, she's never happy to be doing that job.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I've always, always loved the, the quote, uh, when she's bitching about all the, all the hours she's worked, which I mean, all things fair, like sounds like she's worked a lot yeah. and, and she, she understandably wants some help. But Vankman blows her off by saying, Janine, someone with your qualifications would have no trouble finding a top flight job in either the food service or housekeeping industries. <laughs> and then, which leads into the 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 classic, Ghostbusters, what do you want? Love it.
1: I don't think I would change a single person in this movie. I don't think there's anyone in the movie that I'm like, nope, that was the wrong choice for this flick.
0: Yeah, no shit. All Every of them. Every
1: single fucking one.
0: Walter Peck, the guy playing the mayor, like yeah, that is that's that the is potential, a good
1: call. The potential flautist, like whatever he did, he did what he needed to do. Like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Don't care. But I never thought that guy did fucked this up. Yeah, they all fucking killed it.
0: Yeah, because in that scene, like, you know, you're you're with Venkman who's trying to hit on Dana and and like this guy's just some co-worker drip of, of hers, you know, and like he looks like that.
1: Yeah, and and he's all like, he's like, who's that? Like, he's all heated about it, like concerned for her. Which, to be fair, Peter Venkman's a little rapey. Oh yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he does not take no for an answer. He is a creep. <laughs> and uh, and I love that. Kind of an aside here, and we'll get into it a bit more. But like in the 2009 video game, which was which had all the original cast and all that in it. He continues to be the same creepy fucking guy. Like they didn't like update it for the times. He's still a fucking creep.
0: Oh, I need to get into that. <laughs> um, so I guess the, the synopsis for the movie that we got was uh, Dana lives in this building that was built by some crazy occultist guy, and it was meant to be a doorway to another dimension to uh, Zool, who was a. No, to uh,
1: Gozer. Well, wasn't Gozer the... Gozer's the god. Zul is one of the dogs. Oh, really? Yeah, Zul is the gatekeeper. Well, what is Zul keeping the gate for then? Like, He's waiting what, for the key master. Well, what's behind the gate? Gozer. You sure you watch this movie every year? Eh.
0: <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was the other way around. I thought, I thought when Gozer shows up, the, the lady with the, with the, the bubbly outfit... I thought that that was Zool and that, Oh no. Yeah, Cause
1: that's why Dana says there is no Dana. Only, only Zool. Zool.
0: Yeah. You're apparently right. that
1: was, that was Ivan Reitman's voice. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So Dana comes home. I, I swear we won't do a play by play of the entire movie, but uh, this leads into something I want to talk about. She comes home with some groceries, which becomes a theme by the way. And they do this awesome fucking effect of these eggs popping yeah. out of uh, of their carton onto the the countertop
1: and frying yeah, and it looks I mean it, it, that's what they're doing yeah like they heated the fuck out of that countertop
0: yeah and um and as it turns out her fridge is a door, is the doorway to another dimension
1: is it her I thought it was just like a premonition or something is it her actual fridge like is the doorway's up top on the roof
0: no, because I, I think what happens is, like, like the, the doorway is where her fridge sits. Oh, yeah, because it, like,
1: blows away later. Yeah, oh. yeah,
0: and, like, when she gets pulled in on the chair, it's to the fridge.
1: Oh, no shit.
0: Yeah, which, by the way, just a little aside here, I don't know if anyone else has ever noticed it, but in that scene, which is great, when she's sitting in the chair. And all and the all, hands come out. Yeah, these, these arms come out and grab her. I, I noticed this when I was a little kid, like... There's one of those arms that just gets a fucking handful of Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's boob. And I remember being a kid and just, like, getting, getting excited by that. Just like, oh, somebody got to grab her boob. Like, oh, it was, <laughs> loved it.
1: Someone touched Ripley's titty. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah. Enter these scientists.
1: Yeah, she hires them to figure it out. Uh, they don't. No, essentially. <laughs> I mean, eventually they do, I guess. Yeah, they, they start sort
0: of, reading up about about Zool and Gozer and Tobin's
1: spirit guide. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, they take a bunch of other jobs until they land in jail. Yeah, and uh, well,
0: and, and one of those jobs, and their their first official job is at the Sedgwick Hotel, where we meet the the ghost of John Belushi, reportedly, in uh, in Slimer.
1: Yeah, which I guess was kind of like a, a tribute slash joke. Yeah, because uh, Slimer's a a big fat slob, and I guess John Belushi could be a big fat slob sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, Dan
0: Aykroyd's been in interviews saying that that it was based on on his character of uh, Bluto from Animal House. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, even though it doesn't really look like John Belushi, I I really appreciate that you know it's it's the spirit. Yeah, it's him in
1: spirit. Yeah, that, that that's cool.
0: And you know the ever classic line, he slimed me.
1: So basically yeah they New York goes fucking ghost crazy and they're fucking all over the place and they're super busy and uh Venkman pisses off the EPA. Yeah. And they come back and uh Dickless turns off the containment field, ghosts get out and uh that is that is when Dana gets possessed, right?
0: Yes. It's it's all it's all in that I couldn't say in, in the order of the movie which one happens first. I think she yes, gets possessed it's after the
1: ghosts get out, maybe. Oh, because
0: that's what blows off the top of her uh, her apartment building.
1: Something like that. Yeah. In any case, she gets possessed. Rick Moranis also gets possessed. Lewis is also possessed uh as the uh the key master. And uh they fuck, I think.
0: That's what they uh they lead you to believe. Because yeah. boy, he the Lewis looks like he uh and she was definitely
1: trying to jump Venkman's bones when when she thought he was the key master.
0: Yeah, when he said he's the key master.
1: Which, for for as much of a rapey creep as he is, he didn't have sex with a possessed Dana. So, yeah. I, we gotta give him a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> well, and I, I guess to wrap the movie up, uh, Gozer takes the form of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man.
0: Yeah, says, says uh, then, you know, choose the form of your destructor. And they're like, no, clear your minds, clear your <laughs> minds. And, holy shit. I always
1: thought that was kind of a weird thing to do, like to have, you know, like a God comes to Earth and like they're going to destroy you. And they're like, all right, you get to pick how you die. Like they're kind, of, like she's the, you know, Gozer's kind of toying with them. Yeah. But uh it was a cool device to get the Stay of Marshmallow Man walking down the Holy street. Holy shit. What a,
0: <laughs> what a great visual. And I love seeing like behind the scenes stuff of the movie and like seeing the actual filming, like, like the like the scale models they built of the of the street with with a guy in a suit walking yeah, down. they
1: did it Godzilla style. Yeah. Which is great because you look at the effects in the rest of the movie, like the the demon dogs or whatever, you know, Zool oh. and what, Vince Gortho or something? see the yeah, other guy's that, name. That something sounds like that. that
0: sounds close enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh it's it's Gortho.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they uh they have they, that's a bit of a dated effect it's the, the claymation it's not good it yeah it's it's worse than robocop <laughs> yeah by a lot but i still love it uh so i was glad they went practical on the marshmallow man yeah because it it made it look much better
0: it's so good and like the face he makes when they first blast him like i love the the <laughs> giant cartoony angry face
1: because <laughs> he's he's so happy before that yeah He's just kind of wandering through the streets, <laughs> smiling.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a big cartoon mascot. And I don't know if you've noticed, but um, in er, early in the movie, when Dana comes home with her groceries, yeah. she's yeah, she's got a bag of Stay Puffed marshmallows. I love it. Are those
1: a real thing? No, I didn't think so. Oh, I was kind of hoping that was like an East Coast thing.
0: Yeah, and then they decide to cross the streams. Yeah, a
1: big boom and. Uh... Movie's over. They win.
0: Yeah. Thousands of gallons of shaving cream dump on uh, on the city. And apparently Aykroyd was like, I, I don't know if if just what I was what I was listening to made it out to seem like it was really weird or what. But like apparently he just kept saying, like, no, dump more on me, dump more on me. And like, just like it made it sound like it was weird. Like he just wanted to be covered in this cream.
1: I think Bill Murray might have said the opposite, because he ends up with very little on him at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He did not like the cream or the uh, the slime. That was actually one of his stipulations in coming back for Ghostbusters 2. It's no but, slime? Yeah. And if you notice, I mean, there's a lot of fucking slime in that movie, movie and he does not slime get heavy. slimed.
1: <laughs> very slime heavy. Oh, the other effect that I thought was really cool was the street-breaking effect.
0: Yeah, when they first get
1: to the building and like the ground opens up and swallows them and like the you know, moves the cop cars all up in the air and shit, like that was uh, that was a hell of a set. It was like some Universal Studios shit. Yeah, and what's weird is that
0: that's such a small little bit, and like like it looked really cool, but like them like falling into the pit looked kind of stupid. Like they, or I mean, it it almost looked like a like a Star Trek like tilt of the camera and people are falling over thing. But I like I watch that now and I'm like. What was the point of that? What like were we actually to believe or to to be thinking that the Ghostbusters just got swallowed They're by just the street?
1: The movie's over. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> like the crowd reacts that way, but it's like no, they they just fell like five feet down under street level. Like I'm pretty sure most people in the front there could have still seen them.
1: And it was just a cool effect that had no impact whatsoever on the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's one of the few things in that movie that. Wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Kind of frivolous. Because otherwise the rest of the movie is, you know, not a lot of wasted scenes or dialogue. Yeah. Everything is advancing the plot in some way. Yeah. With the exception of maybe that. And then a, a few things here and there that are, that make things funnier.
0: So do we want to talk about, like, gadgets and gear and stuff right now? Or do we yeah. want to do that at Fuck the end? Yeah, let's do that. So these motherfucking proton packs.
1: Yeah, those things are fucking cool as hell.
0: Yeah, man. Um, they, they what, what, uh, what'd what they say? Like an unlicensed nuclear reactor strapped to your back? Oh, yeah, accelerator strapped to your back. And then we were talking about this the, the other night. that Just that when they turn it on in that elevator at the Sedgwick, just that subtle, like, you know, they, the other characters just sort of like, Step back as if that would do anything if that thing yeah, were to blow up. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're in a fucking elevator. Yeah. That scene is fucking brilliant. Yeah. I love that scene because it, it that's the, that is the introduction to the proton packs. That's it. That's what you get. That's the first time you see them. A, yeah. Or that's the first time you hear about them. They tell you everything you need to know, essentially, that uh, it's an unlicensed nuclear accelerator. It has not been thoroughly tested and they are scared of it. <laughs> yeah like it's and it's like 20 seconds yeah and, and it's it's subtle it's funny and it 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 tells you what you need to know going into the next scene it's just real tight writing yeah i
0: love it and and when when they go from there into the ballroom where they uh where they're going after slimer like as they're shooting them like they are not in control of of that like they're blasting all over the place and fucking shit up because like you know they've never used them before and like like it's 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 a scary notion even for them like as they're using
1: them. I mean, you look at what it does to the wall. That thing would fuck you. <laughs> up. Yeah, it's like breaking tables in half. And do you know how? Do you know how they did like the wall effects? No, I don't either because they look fucking cool. Like I mean, they would like put powder or something on the walls and lit it on fire.
0: Oh yeah, so just like yeah, yeah, like like a fuse. Yeah,
1: because they got like yeah, all the little streaks and stuff on the wall and stuff kind of stays on fire afterwards. Yeah, like it, it just looks good even the the streams look pretty good and i mean those were all composited on afterwards yeah but uh they look fucking nice yeah yeah that effect it was not lacking
0: and it never needed to yeah it never needed to be updated or changed at all like in in later properties it is it's the same stream yeah You you got the main beam you've got like like the little blue beams crackling around it 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 is a slick effect.
1: And that thing is not accurate. Like, it wobbles all over the fucking place. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it would be hard as fuck to shoot something with that.
0: Yeah. I I wonder if that actually makes any scientific sense. Like, if you had something that was blasting out a beam, wouldn't it make sense for it to just shoot straight?
1: I mean, unless it's something, you know...
0: So it's like loose particles.
1: if it's like electricity, you know, electricity is attracted to the ground. And that's why, like, when you see lightning shoot out, it goes fucking crazy because it's trying to find the easiest path to ground. And as soon as it does, they all switch to that and go to ground. So that's why, like, have you ever seen slow motion lightning? No. Oh, you should. It's fucking awesome. I bet. So it starts, it looks like roots. It's coming out of the sky and, like, you see these little tendrils going in all different directions. And then one of them hits ground, and they all just suck back in and fucking head straight to the ground. Interesting. Like, the it's looking for the path to ground, and once it finds it, everything follows it. So I, my assumption is the proton packs are shooting some, you know, proton stream, presumably. Yeah, I would imagine. Instead of electrons. But that they are in some way attracted to, um, what do they call it, not necromatic energy, but ectoplasmic Um, yeah yeah you know it's attracted to the ghost so like when you're shooting it it's just fucking all over the place but once they hit the ghost it fucking kind of stay the the bead kind of sticks to the ghost a bit and they're able to kind of direct it around and get it into the trap okay so that's that's kind of what i always assumed it is yeah i'm sure they didn't put anywhere near as much thought into it when they were making it, as I just did,
0: yeah, they're like, it, <laughs> "This looks interesting." Yeah, <laughs> it can't. It it would look stupid if it was just a laser. Which I kind of agree. If it was just a straight laser, it wouldn't look nearly as cool. No, and if it didn't
1: make that fucking cool sound, oh
0: jeez, the yeah. sound design's solid. I wonder how they did that sound. That would be cool to see because, uh, like, you know, you can watch special features on some DVDs, yeah, like Star Wars or Jurassic Park, and like the foley design, in that is. So much fun to watch. I would love to see that for yeah, guys. Because Spusters. they take
1: like a bunch of like normal things. Like well, I wouldn't doubt if part of the pack charging up is like a uh, the capacitor in a like a, a flash bulb because it kind of sounds like that, and they yeah. would have had that lying around. Yeah. Because like if you ever use like a, a flash camera, it kind of does that oh, charge up thing before it's ready, like the old the old school flash bulbs. Oh, interesting. So they're very similar to that. So I guess back to gadgets and gear. Yeah. The Ecto One, yeah, is that car fucking cool? What is it like a fifty nine Cadillac ambulance or something? It's a fifty something Cadillac ambulance.
0: Yeah, I don't know the year, but yes, it is an ambulance. I remember for years I thought it was a hearse, and then and then I heard it was an ambulance. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Color sirens. That's like, why it has windows in the back,
1: yeah, without curtains on them. Uh, and uh, I I guess they bought that thing like because they were super rushed, so they only had one. Ecto
0: 1. Oh shit. That they
1: made like most movies, you know, like how many Batmobiles, there's what like 3 Batmobiles or something yeah. for batman Yeah, you A-9. have your
0: hero car and then you have stunt cars and
1: Yeah. They had one Ecto 1 because it was all they could and it was a pe- and it was a piece of shit. Like you know all the stuff that Ray says when he first comes up with it. I don't know if all that exact same stuff was wrong, but it had a ton of fucking problems. <laughs> and it barely made it through shooting. Oh shit. Like it literally died minutes after they finished shooting the the final scene with it as it's going across the Brooklyn Bridge. and they just like oh fuck well movie's done can tote it off
0: yeah trash it i remember uh was it when you and i went to comic con where they had an ecto one there
1: yeah 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 like a replica ecto one yeah yeah
0: yeah that was cool standing by that's because that's that's up there with the with the delorean and the batmobile like absolutely i don't think i would need to own one as bad like i'm happy with my hot wheels of it
1: I'd, I'd still feel cool as fuck driving it around and i would totally flick that weird siren it has on
0: yeah and then get pulled over
1: yeah you know i just do it <laughs> Worth briefly it. people would appreciate it
0: yeah and and i would definitely go ecto-1 and not ecto-1a with like the the led like you yeah know the, the ones from uh ghostbusters too, where, where you can although putting messages on the side would be pretty neat and then a, a gadget that you know I, as far as i know just measures ghost particles the pke meter
1: yeah it measures pke readings which <laughs> apparently is what ghosts put off what yeah is this, what, like psychokinetic energy is that what that oh, is oh
0: that's gotta be it
1: i think they say it at some point in the
0: movie yeah yeah and, then, and it's got those those little doodads that go up and yeah, down yeah. like i remember that being a toy when we were kids oh, that yeah. was fun. um and then those goggles that uh that ray wears i don't know what you're supposed to be able to see, but in some video games, you can see ghosts with them. Yeah. And apparently in the, in the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife, it'll like put out like a Polaroid.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw something about it. I guess it was in like the German trailer or something. It yeah, wasn't in yeah. the American one.
0: That's right. Yep. Um, I need to pee so bad.
1: Uh, you want to take a break? Yeah, why not? We're going to have more stuff to talk about than just structure yeah, afterwards. Yeah,
0: th- this will but- be the first time where, where our, uh, our break actually falls in the middle.
1: Look at us. We're getting our shit back together. Woo!
0: Professionals. All right, we'll be right back. 24 hours is like
1: three weeks. <laughs> 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 Wookiees, lasers, death
2: star. So he slugs up your butt. is bad. Is that what I was gleaned from this?
1: Hi, we're the Culture Quest podcast. We're on a quest to become more cultured people by discussing a movie, a music album, a book, or anything else, really, each episode. Check us out, culturequestpodcast.com. Welcome back, Ben.
0: Hey. Are you recording?
1: I am recording.
0: All right.
1: I try not to forget that now.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Ghostbusters
1: 2. 2, yeah. The only other note that I had on Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. Of note. Um, the, the only note of note. Yeah is there was so much smoking oh yeah (laughs) like i'd forgotten how much they smoke in that movie like everyone's smoking like all the time yeah it is uh it's something you don't see anymore
0: yeah and when you do it's it's either it's either in like a rated r movie or it's like an asshole or something you know like
1: yeah heroes don't smoke anymore. no like, I I think it's the scene where Ray sees Slimer for the first time. He's, he's got the cigarette and he just, like, opens his mouth and it just sticks to his bottom lip.
0: And apparently that, that was not an effect. That was just saliva. It just happened yeah, to work out I, that I mean, way. I imagine he end.
1: meant to drop it out of his mouth and it just didn't. And uh, <laughs> it's fucking great. I love it. Yeah, and,
0: and like, Ackroyd back then, like, even though he's clearly, like, the excitable dork of the group, like, there was still something about him that was, you know, less, uh, not not so much of, like, goofball you know like he he was kind of a cool dude too you know like like the way they would like just well i guess i'm not saying it's cool to smoke cigarettes and drink beer but like they were just like every men people you
1: know it's (laughs) kind of cool to smoke
0: cigarettes and drink beer i mean Uh, as long as you're over 21
1: i don't know it was pretty cool when we were kids too I mean, uh, I'm gonna bust my kids' balls if I catch them doing either one. Uh-huh. But that's, that's just because it's my job. <laughs> like you think you look fucking cool? Because I'm not gonna tell you you do. Yeah. We didn't really cover the char- the characters themselves, did we? And like the roles they fit.
0: Did oh do no, that? no, you did that the other night when I was over. Yeah,
1: because we were talking about like like you were saying like Ray is he's kind of like the excitable believer. He's he's almost like the leader kind of. He like he's. He's, you know, he, he's the one that puts up the mortgage and he, you know, as much as there is a leader, yes, yeah, it's, it's probably Ray.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if there is a leader. Like, it's weird because if, if you asked me, like, who's the leader of the Ghostbusters, I would probably just default on Venkman. But then when I think about it and analyze it, Venkman. that's not true. Really? No, yeah, Venkman's just, not. Just because he's, like, the face. You know, because Bill Murray got written the best role.
1: He is the face, but but he's definitely not driving the ship.
0: Yeah, he's not leader material.
1: I mean, like they look at the firehouse and it's like this place is a pile of shit, and he's just like, "We'll take it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's like the super excited dude in 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 and the you know the the true believer. Yeah. Uh, Egon's the the science guy, straight man. Yeah. Like he is he is there to play it straight and to not get the jokes like he's not he's not saying any jokes he's just saying things yeah
0: (laughs) at least in the first movie
1: yeah and so he's the straight man you've got uh peter who's the skeptic Mm -hmm. and the um the cynic yeah and the kind of the class clown i guess yeah cut up you know he's always making jokes yeah and then winston's definitely just the everyman he's the audience member yes in the crew uh, and which is kind of weird because they don't use him to the effect that you generally use one of those guys, where he's less the, like a lot of the time it's used for, to explain things to the audience, you know, because he'd be like, well, it's a proton pack. And they'd be like, oh, a proton pack is this thing, blah, yeah, blah, blah, Yeah, exposition dump. Yeah. And they don't really use him like that, which is kind of nice because they figure out better ways to explain what the proton pack is. Mm-hmm. But they do use him kind of as the voice of reason or the voice of the audience, like the the guy that's just like this is some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys get your own lawyer. I'm, 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 I'm not with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just there.
0: Well, and like when when he's explaining, you know, like like what, since I've been with these guys, I've seen shit that'll turn you white. You know, it's like like he's he is very much like like. Uh, I, I guess like his like his introduction says, you know, like like when she's asking him if you believe in all these yeah. different fucking supernatural things, and he's like, "If there's a steady paycheck, I'll believe anything you want." Yep, like that that is why he's there.
1: Yeah, and and it it works. Yeah, and I think that's one of the strengths of you know the first movie, especially second movie as a bit as well, is that they have a chemistry where like they they've got different character types that kind of they, they can play off of each other. And, um, you know, cause could, like Ray's a little naive. And so you know, like, sometimes he doesn't seem to get the jokes that Peter throws at him or the little barbs Yeah, and, and the ones, you know, the other ones just bounce off of him. You know, he's the optimist Yeah, and it just, it plays really well and it, yeah. it's just a great dynamic. And I think that's one of the reasons that it works so well. You can cut
0: out my mic for the last, like, 30 seconds, as I just said, yeah, like, a million times.
1: No, I like the affirmation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've thought about that on occasion. Like, is it irritating to some listeners to, to like, how often I just go, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, now it's going to start irritating you. You're, you're going to start picking it
1: out. I edit the podcast. I hear it a lot.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe you already are irritated. Right? But, you know, I when I listen to podcasts sometimes... And somebody's just, like, going on, you know, their own little journey or something, and nobody else is talking. I'm like, is that other person there? Or, like, like I try to imagine, like, are they just sitting there going, like, shut the fuck up so yeah. I can say yeah. Yeah, okay, we get it. Okay, keep talking. Oh, you're done? Oh, okay, can I talk now? I don't know. Um, yeah.
1: So is that what you were saying, how you felt while I was talking, John?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it... But it, it to me, it it seems more like interactive, like like somebody somebody's there with you, being like, "Oh yeah," or like, "Yeah, of course." It's like
1: having a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, <laughs> indeed, indubitably. So, uh, Ghostbusters too. So, in
0: 1989, what a glorious year a for movies! Year. Um, we've mentioned that in the past, and we've covered stuff from 1989. Uh, we got we got the sequel to Ghostbusters. I know um, Bill Murray was the holdout. He did yeah. not want to do a sequel at all. He wanted it to be, like, once he finally agreed, he, and in fact, one of his stipulations were that it wasn't called Ghostbusters 2. He wanted it to be called, what was it, like, The Last Ghostbusters or something like that. <laughs> so, so it would just be the end of it. Final busting. Yeah, he did not. Do well with the uh, the fame it got him afterwards. He he like took an exile from acting for like four years,
1: which is crazy because he did a great job in the movie. Like it was a good movie, and a lot of that was because of him and his performance. Yeah, it was. He just do you know what his problem with it was? Was it just not a fun experience?
0: Yeah, filming it. I I know the 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 fame of it got to him, um, but also. Well, who was it? It was some studio head. I can't remember his name anymore, but um I have to paraphrase this, but he described Bill Murray as being like a brilliant actor that gives nothing to his craft. Like like he like he does his job but he doesn't like he doesn't appreciate things or or doesn't like give back to it and doesn't doesn't want to maybe it was maybe it was a way of describing that like, you know, with Bill Murray's whole reluctance to come back, it's just sort of like no, he doesn't care that this, you know, means things to people and and to the craft and to the art. Like he's just—he yeah,
1: did it. He's done with it. Yeah, and move on. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that for sure. Yeah, you can't
0: you can't hate somebody for that
1: because he's he's definitely had no bones about not wanting to do more Ghostbusters. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it, 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 I'm sure it took a shit ton of money and a lot of convincing to get him back. I don't have much like. Early production notes about it. I, I did hear about uh, a an early story for Ghostbusters 2 was going to see them going to Scotland to rescue uh, a kidnapped Dana Barrett uh, from a bunch of uh, from a colony of fairies, like Scottish fairies. Yeah, that, that would have been a much different movie. Yeah. Uh, instead of what we got.
1: Fairy busters.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, that wouldn't fly these days. <laughs> So, Ghostbusters two didn't perform as well as the first one, and, and Ivan Reitman himself uh, blamed Batman for taking the uh, the wind out of all the movie's sales. Fucking Batman, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you see the movies that it was going up against, like that year and that summer, like it's no shock that it uh, it didn't do Gangbusters because oh. there were so many options. Like, do tell, yeah. In '89, there was Batman, of course. There was Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. There was James Bond License to Kill, Star Trek 5, Friday the 13th 8, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Weekend at Bernie's, When Harry Met Sally, Turner and Hooch, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Karate Kid 3, Back to the Future 2, Lethal Weapon 2, and Dead Poets Society.
1: That's some stiff competition.
0: That's a lot of fucking... Huge, great movies.
1: A couple, couple okay sequels in there. Yeah. Like, I don't know about Karate Kid 3. <laughs> that probably wasn't a big threat. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I mean,
0: Karate Kid 2 did well. You know, so I'm at, at least Weekend Box Office, I'm sure, wasn't bad.
1: Did it have Ralph Macchio in it yeah. still? Yeah. He must have been like 30 by then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hilary Swank came in the fourth one, which is the next Karate Kid.
1: Because he was fucking like 22 in the first one.
0: Was he? Well, I mean, yeah. if he if he kept his uh, his looks, I mean, in the first one, he looked like he was 14. I know. That's so. <laughs> what I'm saying. Like,
1: he had to be fucking super old by then. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, you know, super quick plot summary of Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Dana Barrett gets in supernatural trouble again. Done.
0: Yeah, um, so i I would like to I would like to lead this discussion with a question. Oh, okay. Because I went and watched Ghostbusters two as research.
1: I did not get to watch it again. In fact, my entire notes on Ghostbusters two is a line that says Ghostbusters two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. So, my question about Ghostbusters two is: Is this even
1: a good movie? I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but. Uh... I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it has a bit of a bad rap because it was, tr- you know, following Ghostbusters, like and which is a fucking great movie. It's not even a good movie. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah, it's one of the best. So that's a tough act to follow to start with. Honestly, as a kid, I saw Ghostbusters 2 first mm-hmm. before I saw the, the first Ghostbusters. And, uh, you know, honestly, as a small person, I don't think I w- would have even... When I did see Ghostbusters, I don't think I really appreciated it fully until I was older. Yeah, for sure. Because it's 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 a lot more nuanced than Ghostbusters 2 is. Yes. Ghostbusters 2 is a little bit more, you know, like, oh, Ghost Train, that's scary. Ooh, River of Slime, Walking Statue of Liberty, scary painting. Like, I mean, it's it's a lot more surface level yeah. than the first movie is. But I still enjoy it.
0: See, what I what I hear more often than anything about Ghostbusters 2 is it's not as good as the original,
1: yeah, which it's, it was, is 100 percent accurate. It's accurate, but
0: to be honest, after this last watch, I don't think it's a good movie. Oh really? I really did not enjoy it at all. Like it started to make me angry with the you know because at, at this point, the cartoon had come out, it was hugely popular. They knew they had to make it for families, you know that, that was their demographic, yeah and everything is just so neutered there's i mean there's no cigarettes oh that makes no but I, that, that's not there's such no, a huge deal to me but like there's no dickless jokes and the the characters themselves aren't as unique and distinct as they were in the first one like they've all got li- little like like you know they they uh fuck when they get back together and they catch the the ghosts in the courtroom scene And they, they have some thing where, where it's like, they're like trading off lines where they're like two in the bag, ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. And they like, they like trade off lines in that and then all come together for that. Like we be fast and they be, slow. was like, where the fuck is this even coming from? When, when did you guys become cartoon characters? 1986. I don't know, man. Like I really, really did not enjoy the movie.
1: I haven't seen it in quite a few years. I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. Like but maybe that's why it was kind of made for me. Well, and it's weird because up until this last rewatch, I would have
0: said the same thing. Eh, it's good. It's not as good as the original. I'd rather watch the original. Um, but man, I don't know what it was this last time, but it, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. Similarly to how uh, the last time I watched Monster Squad, all of a sudden I was just like, I don't ever want to watch this
1: movie again. Like it's Are you are you to that point with Ghostbusters too? Like you don't ever want to watch it again? I think it'll be several years before I see it again. Because I want to watch it again just because you're telling me this. Like, I want to I <laughs> have my uh, nostalgia shattered as well.
0: Yeah, go analyze it.
1: It is definitely an inferior movie. Yeah. You know, I haven't taken a really critical eye at it ever. It's always been, let's watch it fun. Yeah. You know, which is how I approach most movies is get some entertainment out of it, not really looking critically at anything. But it, it is more slapstick. It's got a lot more... Low-hanging fruit jokes. Exactly. Uh, It's not not nearly as sophisticated or subtle.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not as smart
1: as the original. No, not even close. But I think it's I think it's on par with you know generic late '80s comedy. It's you know it's it's not a great at least in my mind. Like yeah, it's it's as good as like Uncle Buck.
0: Yeah, and you know thinking about it right now, like if Ghostbusters was a sign of the times of like Stripes and Meatballs. You know, like those were the, the kinds yeah. of comedies being made back then. Then Ghostbusters 2 is very much like a Spies Like Us or, or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which came out the same year. Like, like a family comedy of that era. You know, and, yeah. and less willing to be irreverent.
1: I could see that. Not made for adults. Made for
0: everyone. And maybe it was that I was watching with a critical eye. For the show, you know, like taking notes and doing research, and just things start bugging me more, but it it just you know there there was a lot of things happening for plot convenience and and a lot of retreading of old notes, yeah, you know, like like the the scene with like the mayor and them getting locked up and and then shit going south and and then them having to be busted out, it was almost a complete rehash of the first one,
1: well, and they start with them not being famous yeah i guess like they've fallen from grace they're doing a birthday party
0: yeah to set the movie up uh it it's five years later the ghostbusters for whatever reason they've been like sued into oblivion by the city for for destroying shit
1: well there was a lot of problems yeah and and i mean they're gonna sue someone that makes sense
0: the police weren't up there so they don't i mean how people forget about a giant marshmallow man that that's the that's the really hard sticking point the
1: forgetting it and not believing that there are ghosts thing is what gets me like yeah. you're starting back at the point where like ghosts aren't real and you're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> there was a 80 foot marshmallow man <laughs> walking down fifth avenue are you fucking kidding me yeah
0: there, somebody has has to have video footage of that
1: or i guess i think it's like 65th it was whatever central park is on
0: i don't know I'm not going to I'm not going to correct you on that one. I don't know one. New York that way. Well. <laughs> I don't think it's
1: 5th Avenue though. But uh yeah, like that's the thing that got me even as a kid. I was kind of confused it was like how does nobody believe them that there's ghosts? This doesn't like for a whole summer, they were fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like they were busy as ghostbusters cuz ghosts were just a thing now. Yeah. Getting sued into the poorhouse? I get that. The city's got to blame someone and they were the one holding all the ghosts. Mhm. So I I could see that happening. But the people forgetting them, that rubs me the
2: wrong. Way.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, it starts with them going. It, it, you think they're going to go out on a mission and they end up at a birthday party where they're like doing a dance to Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters thing. It's like, who are you going to call? And all the kids go, he hey, man. I <laughs> love that. And um, and a little kid says, like, my dad says, you guys are full of crap. And I was looking at it. I was like. I bet that's Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. And sure enough it was. He's the one directing the new one, too.
1: Awesome. Yeah,
0: I liked that. And then you've got uh you've got Dana, who, just like in the first one, she's coming back with bags of groceries in her hands, like pushing a, a little baby cart, because she's got a baby now.
1: Her baby is wanted by evil, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, it's it's unclear right in the beginning because there's no context. Like there's there's currently no ghosts around as far as you know, but she goes through some of that goo because that's that's the whole thing. Pink slime that's reacting to New York's angry Loads meanness of goo in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it, it like weaves through traffic and nothing bad happens. But then that sets her up to go meet up with uh, with Egon and, and Ray and you know, don't tell Peter because he's off doing this thing and their relationship didn't work well. Like, the whole, like, first 15 minutes of the movie is all exposition. It's just dumping exposition. I'm like, Ugh.
1: That's one thing I really appreciated about the first movie. Is there's almost no exposition in that movie at all. They, they trust that the audience is I- intelligent and able to kind of pick up what they're putting down. And it's written well enough that you can do that. Like you don't get lost in that movie wondering like, wait, what about the ghosts or how does this work or how does that work? Because most of that shit doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, So that's a, that is a a trap that is best avoided.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And they they
1: stepped right in it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they had to come up with their new status quo, but, but you know, but there was no, there was no, um, there was no step that the audience could take to just be like, oh, okay, we're, we're back in it again because the way they were setting things up, like, so much had happened. So much had changed. People are wondering.
1: I don't even know why they had to do that. You could have completely avoided that and just made them Ghostbusters who bust ghosts and this big, giant threat comes in. Like, the first movie, there's a fucking god they gotta fuck with. So it's a, you know, where do you go from there? So the second movie, I mean, they could just be, like, fighting everyday ghosts and fucking big dick Vigo walks in. In the form of a painting, and so it's yeah. causing shit, and Dana's in trouble, they've got to save her. No shit. Like, it was just completely unnecessary to start them back at square one, and cause them to retread a bunch of shit that they just didn't need to do. I was thinking about that. The only
0: part of the plot that, that is driven by them having to start over is that stupid mayor scene in the end that that retreads the first one. You know, because all of a sudden they have to get back in the good graces of the mayor.
1: But why? But, yeah, they don't need- like they they
0: they shouldn't need to.
1: Well, and and they they technically sh- don't even need to involve the mayor at all, like at all. Like he doesn't <laughs> need to be there. He's <laughs> not super plot important. Yeah. So, uh yeah, Ghostbusters two, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know if we need to talk a whole lot more about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, because I I guess anybody who hasn't seen it, like, go see it. Judge for yourself. If you've seen the first one, you haven't seen the second one, you should see the second one.
1: I at least where I stand now, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's it's an average movie that I enjoyed as a kid. So
0: Yeah. And and Angelina actually prefers the second one to the first. Gross. Yeah. She hasn't listened to our show for a while, but I was like, you better listen to this one. We're going to give you some shit.
1: Yeah, that is she's wrong. That was something she told
0: me early on that I mean it it almost it almost broke us in the beginning.
1: Okay, yeah, that's something serious. Yeah,
0: that's a deal breaker uh, under certain circumstances.
1: It's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it just makes you call into question someone's judgment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and it's something I get to hold over her whenever she wants to suggest a movie to me. <laughs> well, you prefer Ghostbusters too. But uh we did watch it with the little one for for her first time. And, uh, she, she watched the first one with us. She got pretty freaked out on, on the, uh, the dogs. Um, but in this one, like she was doing okay until that, that moment that I had completely forgotten was in the movie when they're, uh, when they're down in the subway system and all of a sudden just a bunch of fucking severed heads on pikes pop up.
1: I don't even know if I remember that now.
0: I, I, I don't ever remember it. when I, It's right before the, the ghost subway yeah. drives, drives, drives through Winston. And uh, man, oh, she did not have a, an easy time after that. I, I had to sort of coax her into it. And then if anything scary was going to happen, I'd, I'd tell her to cover her eyes. But she's like, I hate this movie. I don't want to watch this
1: movie. It's like, no, this, movie's,
0: <laughs> this movie is funny. It's made for you. I just should have been more prepared with that, uh, with that severed head scene.
1: They were a little fast and loose with severed heads back in the late '80s. yeah, I, and I was thinking about it, like I remember my
0: first severed head experience, I believe, was last Crusade that same yeah. year when the yep. dude gets his head chopped off, and then I and then also right around the same well maybe not around the same time, but an early one I remember was uh, the end of Conan the Barbarian with uh, James Earl Jones's head when he cuts it off and like throws it and rolls yeah. down the stairway.
1: I mean, they're just heads.
0: yeah just severed heads take it easy <laughs> <laughs> um one one little shout out i wanted to give was to um peter mcnichol who played uh janusz oh yeah in ghostbusters 2 that guy is so fucking hilarious apparently he created that accent all on his own and oh, really like, yeah like like he he created the the character essentially like you know that that he was you know, from you know, like Vigo. Vigo is like Vigo the Carpathian, and he was based on like Vlad the Impaler and Rasputin, yeah. and um, and so Peter McNichol wanted Yanush to be from that country, and so he developed that accent himself, and like that whole character, and he's fucking hilarious.
1: Oh, he's great. Like I said, I don't, th- I don't remember the performances being necessarily bad in that movie either. You know, like I think everyone did a decent job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Janine's character was was a bit different which was was weird to me like all of a sudden she was like super hip and had like like really like bizarre hip clothing and like a, like a weird bob haircut we were getting
1: into the 90s man shit was <laughs> it's about to true. get early 90s shit was weird that's yeah. just the way it
0: was this movie is very 90s and and I guess one other thing I wanted would want to touch on is the special effects were just not great it was it was early I mean, in fact, with like the bathtub monster, I imagine that's some early CGI, but like just the bathtub monster
1: and then like the river of slime. I remember looking kind of dumb.
0: Yeah. And, and Vigo's like face in the very end, like they do a, a, a pretty cool, like gnarly mask on him, But, um, but then they do like this weird, like face suck warping thing in the middle of his face that people can do like on their phones now. And it looked really goofy and weird. And um, that the guy who played Vigo, what was his name? Wilhelm something shit. I... He looks like a Wilhelm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, <laughs> write his name down. They actually dubbed uh, Max von Sydow's voice in for his lines, and he oh, no did not shit. know that, and he ended up walking out of the premiere angrily.
1: That's kind of a dick move to not tell the guy at least. Yeah, dubbed over all your shit. Yeah, it's,
0: it's similarly to like uh, Jeff East, who played um, like teenage Clark Kent in the Superman movie. When they dubbed Christopher Reeve over him, like, he was pretty bummed about that.
1: I mean, that's a big part of your performance. Yeah. Especially when you're playing a painting. Yeah, but all in all, I mean, yeah, I just,
0: I didn't enjoy Ghostbusters 2 as much as I used to. And it's it's a bit sad, but like, now if I want my Ghostbusters fix, I will just go to the first one for sure.
1: So uh, what about Ghostbusters 3?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean the movie that that was in development hell for years and years and years?
1: For like over a decade? Yeah. And like every single year, Dan Aykroyd would come out and be like, Yeah, we're gonna start filming next year. It's next year we're gonna start.
0: Yeah, Aykroyd was the biggest champion of that.
1: Every fucking year. I remember just always hearing about it, never having it happen. And there was that script for Ghostbusters Hellbent that leaked where they went into like some sort of like Hellscape New York and had to fight demons or some shit.
0: I have not even heard of that. I would love to read that script.
1: I was really hoping that uh Supervoid Cinema that you hyped on the other show. I was really hoping they did one on Ghostbusters 3. Because oh. there was a bunch of different scripts that got written for it, none of which ever got made.
0: Yeah, the, the one the one that I heard about that I was most interested in. Um, this was before Harold Ramis died. Because um, that was 2014 when he died? Was it that recent? I think so. Oh, damn. Um, but I remember the, the, the one that, that I was most interested in um, had Oscar, the- um, The kid? Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's baby, grown up, and he is your, your introduction into the Ghostbusters. He's going to join up with the Ghostbusters. And in that one, Peter Venkman was dead, and he was going to be a ghost- in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause because well, like we talked about Bill Murray did not want to make another Ghostbusters yeah. movie. And I think at one point they talked him into it and he was like, all right, I'll do it. As long as I'm fucking dead, I'll show up as a ghost. That's all I'll do. Well, and that would make sense because, you know, and at that point that's something different. I think
0: maybe that's similar to the whole Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Like he's got nothing else to do with his character. So it's not interesting to him. Yeah. But if, but if they give us, if they give him something else to chew on, then maybe he'd be into it.
1: Yeah. I could, I could see that. And I know they they'd talked about for a while making it animated, making like an animated version instead of a film version because it was going to be too expensive to try and film. And, and maybe Bill Murray would be more interested in doing voice work as opposed to actual movie.
0: Yeah. Not having to lug around that proton pack.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, like there was rumors of you know of wanting to get like Ben Stiller to join the cast, and I guess for a while Seth Rogen, which uh, I don't think would have been good at all.
0: Yeah, that does that does sound familiar. Seth, Seth Rogen seems more like he belongs in the 2016. Yeah, uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah,
1: but uh, but yeah, it it never happened. But what did happen was in 2009, uh, a game came out called Ghostbusters for the Xbox 360 and. What PlayStation 3 Mm -hmm. and uh, it had the full voice cast from the original movie it uh, you know they all came back to play their characters it had a you know a script for the game that was written by uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis Mm -hmm. Uh, and it uh, it's it's pretty good. I bought the remastered version on my Xbox. Oh, there's a remastered one? Yeah. Oh, cool. How much did that cost you? It was 30 bucks. Ooh. Yeah, it was a little pricey. Putting some money into the show. Like, I I started watching, like, a playthrough on it, and I was like, why do I want to watch this playthrough? I could just play the game. Yeah. And uh, so I said, fuck it. I'll buy it. It, it, And thus far, like, I played it, you know, played it for a few hours, got up through, you know, defeating Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's fucking good, yeah. Because does it, does it start in the library of the first one? No, it's it starts. Um, you're the new recruit for the Ghostbusters, and okay. they run into their stuff, and Slimer escapes, and then you have to go to uh, the hotel to recapture Slimer.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I um I was playing one for well shit. I thought I was playing
1: the Wii one, but I wonder if I if no, you I were playing that one because I noticed. When I was when I was installing it, that it said, like, you know, Kyle had played it nine years ago, and it said, John, played five days ago.
0: Okay. Wait, <laughs> I didn't play it five days ago. Wow. That's what um, it said. That's weird. Oh, maybe the ghost in my fucking yeah. place had been playing it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because, okay, I, I thought I was playing the more cartoony Wii one, but apparently we, we do have that disc. Uh, Angelina and I were playing that probably a few months ago at this point. Um,
1: maybe but, it said five months ago.
0: Ah, uh, I would believe that. Yeah, I I played that drunkenly and I remember playing that when it first came out on the 360 and just being super stoked because you really you I mean, you get to feel what they're doing with the with the proton packs like like you're you're like lassoing essentially and like. It's almost like you're fighting a fish, Yeah, like having to lead them to the ghost trap.
1: They did a really good, like the controls are like, so you, you know, you can, you know, you shoot your, the, the proton blast and then you get the, their health for lack of a better term down to a certain level. And then you have to press another button to use the capture thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you press the left bumper to do the capture thing. And once you have them captured, you have to slam them on the ground. That's so like, right. You can bring them up and you press down and you hit the trigger and they slam into the ground until you daze them. Then you have to wrangle them over to the, the trap and then as they're sucking into the trap they're kind of fighting to get out of it and so you've got to keep adjusting your stream until they get sucked into the trap and uh it's fucking cool it feels like you're busting ghosts yeah because in in the old movies you know you don't really think
0: about it when you're watching it which is a good thing but after playing a game like this you you think like wait so what the fuck are they doing with those proton beams like okay they're grabbing them and they're you know like sure they're, they're it looks like they're just blasting ghosts and, but, but like, you never think, like, how do they get them to down to the ghost trap? Like, what's the range on the trap? Yeah, the
1: trap just happens to be below. Them and yeah. You go into it because it's a movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you've got to toss the trap out, then you got to go pick your trap back up. And it was cool. And, and it's got a just a shit ton of cut scenes with dialogue from the characters being the characters read by the actors. And it's the closest thing we'll ever get to a Ghostbusters 3. And, uh, thus far, I mean, like I said, I only put maybe two and a half hours into it, Mm -hmm. but it was fun and it was funny. It had some good lines and stuff in it. And, uh, I mean, it's never going to match a movie experience because it's a game. So it's like, uh, like I I fought the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Of course, if you were going to make Ghostbusters 3, you're not going to bring the fucking Marshmallow Man back in the first, you know, segment of the movie. Yeah, But it's a game. So like you kind of expect to hit all the fucking notes you want to hit. You know, they got to put. The Marshmallow Man in there and, and, you know, the other things that you want to see need to be in there. So I was uh, going to say, yeah, again, and then I, and then I
0: stopped myself.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> start saying no instead. <laughs> no. Throw me off. No,
0: no, no, no. That's the stuff you want to see. No, no. <laughs> I mean, and I guess we could just touch very briefly on other Ghostbusters games because there was one for the NES and Master System. That was the same game. Um, and I got to say, I could never do Jack shit in those. Well, no, that is exactly what I could do. I could <laughs> always do Jack shit in those games.
1: Were they I, like side scrollers? I don't think I ever played either of
0: those. See, there was like a top down menu where, where it's like, it's like a, a city map and you drive the Ecto one to like a spot. I don't know if maybe like a ghost icon appears that, you know, sends you there. And then, it and then you, uh, you can like build your inventory i think there's some sort of cash system or something you can like power up your proton pack or some shit and then it goes to like side scrolling and you're like shooting up into the air and there's ghosts there and it just it was one of those games like the superman game for nintendo that just never made sense to me i could not make heads or tails of it there was one for super nintendo that i've i've only seen footage of but that one was more straight up platforming and the, it's little like cartoon bodies with like big heads. And that one looks like fun. I've heard it's very difficult.
1: Was that the Ghostbusters 2 game or is it based on the, the first Ghostbusters? I think it was
0: stuff? based on the first one. I mean, yeah, okay. well, they at least had the tan uniforms because in the second Ghostbusters movie, they got those sweet gray threads.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe it wasn't even worth talking about.
1: Yeah. They, uh, well, let's I just mean, cut, the cut only, that out. <laughs> the only other ones that I've played was uh, Sanctum of Slime. Oh, yeah. Which was like a uh, it's, it's like a smash TV game. And it had, like, uh, you were, like, the the characters, I don't know if it's from the comic book, but, like, it has, like, all the cutscenes are, like, comic panels. Okay. So I'm assuming that it tied into the comic book. I never read the comic book. It's fun at first, because it's like Smash TV. So, like, you, you know, you're going through into a room and you're, you know, busting some ghosts. Uh, but then, you know, about an hour, hour and a half in, it's the same thing. It's going from one room into the next room using the same mechanic to bust some ghosts. You know, Smash TV at least was like a bit of a bullet hell game. And uh this game was not. It was just it it kind of lost its luster an hour to 2 hours in and
0: uh got a little repetitive. Huh? I
1: stopped going back to it. And then apparently there was another top-down one in 2009 that I saw in the Microsoft Store when I bought the the um the other one. It was just another it was just also called Ghostbusters. I think it was 2009. It was just like a top-down of some variety, like I saw the stuff, so I don't know anything about it. Never Capitalizing
0: it. on that on that Gauntlet craze back then. I mean, Gauntlet was <laughs>
1: badass. Yeah. But so, I mean, as far as video games, the only good one I've ever played is the, the you know, the Ghostbusters 3 analog. And yeah. I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know if it stays good, but at least the first few hours are good.
0: Yeah. So I guess we can't do this episode without at least mentioning the, uh, the ghostbusters 2016 movie, um, which, you know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say outside of like the general bitching that everyone has done about it. So, so I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't need to say a lot, but I mean, it fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. I don't like, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was a shame, you know, that, that like, even from the trailer, you know, like, like, the trailer just, the trailer wasn't funny. Like, and, and it was trying so hard to be so funny and it wasn't good. And it, it really rubbed m- me the wrong way that the way that, that the, uh, the filmmaker, Paul Feig, um, responded was just to call everybody sexist. You know? Yeah. Cause
1: that wasn't the problem with the movie at all. Yeah. It was everything else.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, the visual effects weren't bad. They were a little, bright and colorful for my taste, but otherwise the effects were good.
0: Yeah. The ghost effects were great. You know, there, there was lots of slime. Um,
1: they did some decent fan service, you know, like they had, you know, some callback lines here and there that, that would have been appreciated if the rest of the movie wasn't a steaming pile of shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I think it was even recently, like Ernie Hudson was in an interview saying that like, you know, the biggest mistake they made was creating their own world. Like not setting it in a world where the Ghostbusters existed,
1: well, the thing is they didn't create their own world because they they retread all the beats of the original movie and but do all of them worse. yeah, you know they it, it's the same thing they're they're at a university. She gets kicked out of the university, they you know, they start busting some ghosts, the um you know, they pick up the 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 you know Winston Everyman character. Then they go through, they've got to fight the big bad. There's a giant fucking thing crashing through the city. They defeat it. It's the same exact story beats, but with none of the tact or subtlety or humor.
0: Yeah, that was a big problem that like every one of those characters was sort of a scientist and sort of a goofball. And most of them were really stupid.
1: Yeah, except for, well, Leslie Jones, is that her name? Yeah. Where her character was just loud. Yeah. I mean it she was just
0: a stereotype. And it and it was it's bad that in my opinion, that that if you're if you're making a movie that is taking that I mean, that risk, it is a risk to to re uh to reboot a franchise that is so beloved and to do something like like you know fuck i mean how do how do i say this without sounding like a fucking sexist myself but without with doing a gender swap like it is a risk oh yeah that's absolutely
1: yeah. a risk and you better you better bring your a game
0: yeah and and to turn people into just stereotypes and like Cartoon shit fucking jokes characters man yeah.
1: like they're all everyone was so fucking over the top yeah and it was just like had they seen ghostbusters cuz that is not like Ghostbusters at all.
0: Well, like you've touched on today and when we were talking just uh, casually the other day about subtlety, like that, that is exactly what makes the first one brilliant. And the second one lost it. And the 2016 one didn't have it either is it was miles
1: away from it. Yeah. Well, and and beyond subtlety, just like, you know, brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing brief about the 2016 movie. Uh, there's, I don't know if there's more than, like, 13 seconds in that whole movie where somebody's not talking. It's just blah, 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 blah. blah, And half the time, they're fucking screaming for no reason. <laughs> it is...
0: Or flopping all over the place.
1: Yeah, it's Fucking just,
0: Melissa McCarthy. You
1: know, the characters, like I said, they're, they're, they, they didn't have any chemistry. There was no... Like, they didn't fit into niches where they could play off each other because they were all kind of the same. I, I, I didn't find Holtzman funny at all she was just irritating yeah uh and
0: and so many people call that out as like
1: the best part of the movie good for them i'm (laughs) glad they enjoyed it uh and it's just everything is so stretched out the jokes are all super drawn out and 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 the funny thing is like these were also a bunch of snl alumni Mm -hmm. and uh One of the reasons I don't like that movie is one of the reasons I stopped watching SNL, because the jokes and the skits go on minutes beyond when they stopped being funny. Yeah. Like, there was a good joke in there, and you guys just beat it to fucking death until I'm sick of it.
0: Yeah, like, we didn't need, you know, Melissa McCarthy freaking out about only having one wonton in her soup. But we certainly didn't need an entire other scene where she freaks out on them for giving her one wonton in her soup. Like yeah. there, Like, there's there's a, a whole second instance where, where she's, like, confronting them about it. It's like, this doesn't belong here. What are you
1: talking about? And the whole, like, testing the proton pack scene
0: was yeah, just in the alley,
1: stupid. And, and there's no weight to anything. Like, so she puts the proton pack on. She's getting thrown around. There's this deadly beam flying around that could cut any of them in half at any time, could kill her. And they're all just kind of like, this is funny. Let's make some jokes. Yeah. It's just, it's just dumb. Chris Hemsworth was funny. I mean, (laughs) he, he was kind of like the, the, because he was so stupid. Yeah. There was some humor there, but it didn't belong in a Ghostbusters movie.
0: It belonged in that Ghostbusters movie, but that's not. That's not saying that the movie was good because of it. You know, like, that, that was yeah, something... Yeah,
1: it, yes, it matched the tone of that movie. Yes. But it was, uh, I don't know, like, people being stupid is is funny. So, I get it. But you know what else is funny? Farts. But I don't want a Ghostbusters movie full, filled with fart jokes, either. Yeah. Because it's... Ghostbusters is better than that.
0: Exactly. Like, like this this movie is more in the vein of, like... A Dumb and Dumber, you know, with, with, yeah. with ghosts.
1: Yeah. And it had a fucking dance number in it. Oh, For I forgot about sake. that. Ugh. I mean, I just, I, the whole thing was, I, I don't know if I have anything really good to say about that movie.
0: I think, I think the best, the best part we did cover is the effects. The effects yeah. were, were not the problem.
1: So, and I don't know how the hell they got Bill Murray to cameo in that fucking thing. Because he fights the whole redoing Ghostbusters thing, tooth and nail. I don't know how much money they offered him. Or maybe he read the script and was like, you know what? Maybe this will kill Ghostbusters forever. And (laughs) I'll never have to do this ever again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Shut the fuck up about Ghostbusters. Leave me alone. Here you go.
1: But I mean, they got most of the core cast back. With the exception of Rick Moranis, who read the script and said, and I quote, it makes no sense. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, what a, what a national treasure, whether it's Canadian yeah. or American, like Rick Moranis is the best. Oh,
1: well, because he says he's not retired. He's just very choosy, like oh, okay. very choosy because he doesn't do shit. Yeah. But, uh, it turn that shit right the fuck down. Oh, that's so
0: good. And, I mean, Ackroyd's cameo was a cab driver just saying like, I don't head downtown and I ain't afraid of no ghosts or something like that. And then drives off and then, uh, Ernie Hudson's cameo is he's like a was driver like a at the or end. something or what was he no i think he was uh i think he was uh was he a hearse driver or something like i i think he was related to leslie jones's character because because it, it's his car that gets turned into the ecto one oh, i believe okay
1: yeah yeah because yeah, they do that like two and a half minute long joke about is there a dead body in the back oh that would have been funny if it was like, did you check it for dead bodies? And they're like, yeah. Or just like, I don't know. And like, ha ha ha, that's funny. But like, it just goes on, yeah, and on <laughs> and on. Yeah, I, I, Bill Murray. Surprising, was the only guy that played any sort of plot important role in that
0: movie. Yeah, so. and he gets killed off, so he got his wish, even though he wasn't. <laughs> it, vain. Yeah, but
1: he wasn't. Yeah, he didn't, didn't kill off the character. So, uh, yeah, fuck that movie.
0: Yeah. Hey, that went on longer than I than I expected it to. But it was more thorough than I expected it to be. So I, I feel like we did that movie
1: justice. Yeah, I thought about watching it again because I've, I've, I've only seen it the once. Yeah, me too. And uh, and I hated it. And uh, I thought, I was like, you know what, maybe I should just maybe I should give it another shot before I lambast it. And uh, then it was like, you know, four bucks and, and no one had it. Nothing I had had it for free. I was like, I'm not paying four dollars for that movie again.
0: Yeah, I didn't I definitely it. I definitely didn't have the time, but I had forgotten that that I, I have it for some reason on like my my movies anywhere like virtual movie library. I don't know where it came from.
1: They're probably just giving it away hoping someone would watch it.
0: Yeah, like that U2 album on <laughs> uh, on iTunes. There's a there's a current reference.
1: Um so we're we're, we're getting long here, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. If that's you what we do. I think we've got a couple other things we maybe wanted to hit. we got cartoons, and we've got uh, the upcoming film. What do you want to hit first? Uh, let's get cartoons out of the way. Fucking get it out of the way. All right. So, uh, 86, The uh, the Real Ghostbusters came out. Yeah. And uh, why was it called The Real Ghostbusters? Well, <laughs> I can't take that. So, um. <laughs> So there
0: there was a uh, there was a filmation cartoon in I believe it was eighty-four or eighty-five, like right, you know, capitalizing on the name Ghostbusters, that had nothing to do with this movie. It was based on a television series called Ghostbusters from 1974.
1: nineteen yeah, seventy-five, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah.
0: That that had um, that had a couple of ghostbusting human beings uh, named uh, yeah, named Kong and Spencer. Yes, and and then there was a big ape named Tracy. Yeah,
1: there was a gorilla named Tracy, not named Kong.
0: Yeah, you watched an episode of the TV series, didn't you? Because because I I had only heard of this and I'd seen like the the opening yeah. theme, which is We're hilarious. We're the
1: Ghostbusters, fearless is, you know, and I'm strong. I'm strong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and I I loved. The, I mean, I wish I could have shown that to you on the show because I I just brought it up in passing uh, last week.
1: It is terrible. <laughs> it's it starred Larry Storch and Forrest Tucker from F Troop which F Troop good show yeah and they're kind of they kind of play the same characters you know just doofuses okay and they've got a gorilla named Tracy which is just a dude in a gorilla suit and in the credits it says like gorilla trained by Bob Burns which it's kind of funny <laughs> it's just him in a suit but it, they're like bumbling ghost detectives solving like Scooby-Doo level mysteries and do they have any sort of technology
0: at all? To, to, like, zap ghosts or so,
1: anything? So, yeah, he had, like, a weird camera thing that he could use. Uh, the, the one episode I saw, like, they get their mission from someone. So, like, they work for, you know, like, they get missions from somebody who calls them on a fish that explodes at the end. Like this, this message will destruct and, you know, the (laughs) gorilla is left holding this fish and it blows up in his hands. And uh, it it was bad. It was not good. I I struggled to stay awake through it. Uh, The the first episode, though, did uh, feature uh, Billy Barty as one of the villains. Oh, shit. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But otherwise, it was it was terrible. And then, then in 86 or in, uh, in, what was it was 84 or whatever they, with the cartoon, they brought it back because Ghostbusters, the movie was big.
0: Yeah. And in this, they had the sons of, uh, of Spencer and Kong. And then they, and then they had Tracy coming back and they, I mean, I remember watching this cartoon when I was a kid, when I didn't know any better, like I probably, I may have seen this cartoon before I ever saw any of the Ghostbusters movies. Um, I remember like they, they had videotapes of it that you could rent at the, uh, at the video store. I don't remember that
1: at all. I mean, I remember the logo, like the logo looked familiar to me, but I mean, it was kind of along the lines of all of the, you know, that era's kind of ghost mystery solving stupidness. Yeah. Yeah. The Scooby-Doo clones.
0: Yes. Just, just created by the, uh, the creators of masters of the universe and you can see it in like all of their reused walk cycles and shit. And they've got like a, they had like this, I'm, I'm struggling to remember because I only saw like the beginning of one episode earlier and, uh, it was also not good, but they had like this, this car, this fancy car they would drive around in. they had like some, some Ray that they would use. Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't like a disintegrator, but it was like a, uh, dissipator or something like that that they could try to use on ghosts. And I don't know. It just,
1: I don't know. They had like standard villains. Yeah,
0: it had like, there was like a dude a, a with like a skeleton or something.
1: Face and shit and and he had some lackeys. I-
0: yeah, he like he he in the beginning he's in like a different dimension and he's got this like like these piano keys all around, like like this like organ thing, and he's trying to find the right key to let himself out of this dimension, and he finally finds it and he zaps himself to earth. And so he he is like the Dr. Claw or the Skeletor of that universe but it was it looked stupidor yeah
1: awful i think that's about all we got to say about that other than uh ghostbusters had to or you know they had to wrangle to get to use the name ghostbusters because the 1975 series had used it first but they had a space it was ghost space busters oh really yeah that is slightly different
0: (laughs) i don't know if it's legally different
1: but i guess the only reason they they got to use it was because um Frank Price had moved over to I want to say Universal or something but he'd moved over to whatever studio held the rights to Ghostbusters and like and just like smoothed it through for him. Nice. Cuz they were worried at the end there cuz they'd already done a bunch of shooting and shit.
0: Well yeah cuz they were even shooting scenes like like the uh the scene outside of uh Dana's Uh, apartment building at the end like when they've got signs that say like Ghostbusters and like we love the Ghostbusters and shit like that they had to shoot it twice and one was with Ghostbusters and the other one was with Ghost Smashers on the signs just in case because they weren't certain they were they were going to have the rights to the
1: name glad they got Ghostbusters because that is better than Ghost Smashers yeah Um, but not as bad as Ghost Fuckers (laughs) (laughs) fuck those Ghost Ghost Fuckers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fucking makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess back to the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, it was a cartoon for Ghostbusters. And like to differentiate them all for some reason, because they they all like had fairly different body types. Like they were pretty and easy faces. to tell apart, but they all had different colored jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they gave Egon blonde hair, a blonde mullet, no less.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With like a rat tail.
1: Yeah. Like a, like a pompadour. Thing. Yeah,
0: like a weird, like, like cylindrical yeah. hairdo on top, like the
1: dude from Fifth Element. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like, Ray had orange hair. Mm-hmm. He was a super redhead, and he yeah. was he was chunk chunk. Yeah. And Peter was Garfield. <laughs> yes, I I love
0: that because like the the voice of of uh peter vankman i don't remember his name in that he was the voice of garfield in the cartoon yeah lorenzo music oh is that his name yeah and then bill murray ended up voicing garfield in the movie version yeah. of it so it was, it was a cool little uh, little roundabout
1: yeah, and they had Arsenio Hall was Winston for the first two seasons or three oh, seasons. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you know who took over after uh, Lorenzo Music left as as Peter Venkman. Oh, I didn't know there was no, another one. Dave Coulier. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, like like he's got a good voice for it. Like it works. Yeah,
0: <laughs> man, I want to go listen to
1: it. And then the legend Frank Welker was Ray. Ansel. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: and and I don't know who it was that did egon's voice but i would say that his was probably the closest to the movie counterpart
1: oh he, yeah yes he did a great egon and he was this it was the same egon it was, it was um maurice lamarche oh that's totally maurice lamarche holy shit yep yeah he, he did he he also did egon's voice in the in the ghost, extreme ghostbusters yeah he was like brain from pinky in the brain and fucking all kinds of shit but a bunch of voices from futurama wow
0: yeah, uh, Orson Welles and Animaniacs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was good. I went back and watched a couple episodes. Like, I mean, it's it's a cartoon about the Ghostbusters. They go, they bust some ghosts. You know, I mean, yeah, it they, was the, the care. The, they got the characters fairly well. Like they they still kind of fit into their niches.
0: Yeah, Peter vankman was still sarcastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, Egon was still kind of straight and dry, and Ray was still optimistic, and. And Winston was still kind of, you know, the out, not the outsider, but like the, the voice of reason, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, let's see, it was probably a
0: year or two ago at this point, but the little one was watching that cartoon on, on, uh, I think it was streaming on Hulu or something. So I got to catch a few episodes of that. Um, and you can definitely tell, like, like when I found out that, that, uh, the creature design of the cartoon, like influenced the, the second Ghostbusters movie, like when you watch it knowing that like you can totally see it cuz there's there's some ghosts that just that don't make sense like in in uh in Ghostbusters 2 there's like a giant like rancor monster that's that's uh yeah. that's in in that big arch You're like what the fuck is that even like, like that's not a ghost yeah but it looks like like a monster from the cartoon same well, thing like, with like the Scoleri brothers
1: they had like gremlins and shit in it too i don't know if they were ghost gremlins but They were, you know, they looked like gremlins and they had like gargoyles and all kinds of shit in it. Uh, Like I watched one where like um, Sam Hain came back, the spirit of Halloween. He was like a dude flying around with a big pumpkin head. and He was (laughs) going to make it Halloween forever. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it was, I mean, it ran for five years and it was pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was a good for a, you know, it was acceptable kids cartoon show. I don't know if I'd recommend everybody go back and watch all five seasons of it.
0: Yeah, I, I would like to go and watch. That. In fact, it'd be interesting to revisit it with the little one now that she's seen both of the uh, of the main Ghostbusters movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for kids, like if you got kids and you want, you're into Ghostbusters, fucking, they'll dig it. It's good. Yeah, and then uh, ninety seven, we got go- Extreme Ghostbusters with the worst fucking theme song any Ghostbusters ever had. I have nothing.
0: To say about, it. I have no experience with it. I didn't do any research. I seem to remember, didn't uh, Alfonso Rivera do do a voice on that? Oh, I don't uh, know, Carlton. Oh, you know,
1: yeah, he did. And was he in a wheelchair? He was. Okay, yeah, they had a guy. In I a wheelchair. remember that they had a goth chick that wore armor for some reason. Oh yeah, did she have like blue hair or some shit? Yeah, yeah, like dark eyeliner and like a, you know, kind of looked like Lydia from Beetlejuice. Yeah, and uh, except wore like orange armor. Whereas everyone else wore like normal extreme clothes. Yeah, I guess.
0: Probably um, right around the time of G.I. Joe extreme.
1: Yeah. Ex- uh, thankfully they didn't make them like, you know, 10 times the size of a normal <laughs> human. Egon's like running the team. They gave him a ponytail instead of a mullet and he got rid of the pompadour. <laughs> uh, still blonde though for some reason. They had, Bi- Billy West did Slimer. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, I, I watched one. It wasn't bad. I mean, the animation quality was okay. But it was, uh, I don't know, it wasn't anything special, but it wasn't, you know, de- deplorable either. Was there, like, a Latino
0: dude with maybe, like, a flavor saver or yep. something? Okay, and, like, a headband?
1: Yep, and he was, like, very apathetic and didn't, like, was always, like, trying to leave, and then there was a black dude. That was the team. Man.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. It, it was, a little uh, bit of it came back to me.
1: Yeah, well, it, it wasn't terrible. The one thing I did notice, like, the ghost designs in it are fucking, they're, like, damn near Lovecraftian. They really? are... Some creepy fucking ghosts, man. They are the, I, the ghost designs are pretty fucking cool. Like one, one I watched had uh, like all the dogs were going crazy. And so like they had some big monster dog and they got it in a trap. And then like, you know, the main ghost just was like, what'd you do with my dog? And like the silhouette, like it looks like a, you know, like a shapely woman. But then, like, it cuts out and, like, the head's just a big blank thing and it's got, like, where the boobs are, it's got, like, a big mouth and fucking eyeballs and its arms and legs are all tentacles and shit. (laughs) It's like, fuck, this thing's creepy as hell, man.
0: Somebody had fun designing that shit. Yeah,
1: they had some fucking gnarly, you know, cosmic horror-looking ghosts in that. Extreme. Yeah, they were, they were, that part was cool.
0: (laughs) So, I guess that, that brings us to the future of Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, Ghostbusters afterlife.
0: Yeah. So coming someday. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take it back a couple years when we got that first little teaser, that little stinger, where it was just like a stormy dark night and it's like moving in on a barn. And then yeah, I I think it might have been a Comic Con trailer. And then like like a tarp sort of floats up off of a car and you see it's Ecto 1. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck. And then um probably about a year ago now, I I don't know, maybe year and a half ago, we got a full trailer. Yeah, yeah. We we got ourselves a fucking trailer, and I'm I'm fucking stoked. I'm I'm sure we talked about it in some capacity. Yeah, I think
1: we did, but I mean like I, I rewatched it, it still kind of gave me like a warm sensation down my back. I was just like, Ooh. down the back Ooh, of your wiener. <laughs> yep. Right down the shaft. <laughs> uh I, I don't know I'm I'm excited about it. The tone seems right for a Ghostbusters movie. It seems like it's going to hit some, so a little bit of the horror vibe mm-hmm. that that the original Ghostbusters had with some comedy, and, you know, but not stu- super slapstick silliness. And it looks like they're going for like more of like an adolescent adventure type movie, which I think is cool. I'm glad. I know some people are mad. Yeah, some people are bitching about that that they're not doing. A bunch of you know, a bunch of people in jumpsuits in New York, trying to recapture the magic of the first movie, which I think is a fool's errand. Yeah, I'm kind of stoked that they're they're in the same universe in the future. Yep, it's almost going to be a different genre of movie that kind of hits some of the same tones, and I'm I'm excited for that because that's always what I say I want, so I have to like it.
0: Well, and and some of the best things, in my opinion, of that trailer are you know it it appears. And they're at least pushing it really hard that that these two kids that Finn wolfhard and I can't remember the name of the the young lady in that, but that they are egon's grandchildren totally like egon's they they have to be and I love that there's that you know like you see in the trailer there's like mold spores, and fungus mm-hmm. in, in uh in the basement, you see the uniforms they find the ecto one, you know like there's a there's a gunner seat now and and you know that you see proton packs, and then you see Paul Rudd's character. Like talking to them, just like, you know, like talking about the Ghostbusters, like, he's like, what? I can't remember the line anymore, but just t- talking about how, like, 30 years ago in New York, like, there were just a bunch of fucking. It was ghosts. like The
1: Walking Dead. Yeah, that, says, yeah, yeah. that's
0: the line. And, and I love that they're acknowledging it. Like, yeah. the, the 2016 version could have done so well to build, or I mean, it, it, they would have done much better for themselves by building off of, of the lore. Um, and I I love that that's what this one's doing,
1: and I'm curious if it's going to you know like are they just going from like Ghostbusters, this is a direct sequel to that? I haven't heard like or, or like did Ghostbusters two happen? Or I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's it seems like everything that needs to happen to set this movie up happened in the first movie, so they could just do it. You know, this is a sequel to the to Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't know if they, you know, unless it's plot important, I don't think they really. For all we know, that could be the only reference to it. Besides the characters yeah. showing up, they don't need like a hard reset like Halloween did, where it's like, oh, okay, like you know, we the, need to get the rid first of through eight of sequel. Yeah, yeah, those don't exist, and we need to tell you this so you understand this. Like it's like, no, it just takes place in this universe.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of reboots or sequels, and I am excited for this one. It looks like it could be good. Yeah, it, and Ackroyd murray and and hudson are all slated to be in it and so is annie potts yes yeah and and the rumor is that they're gonna suit up or that they might suit up in it which would be which would be cool especially they come in to help the kids at the end or something they've got to put the old pack back on yeah i wouldn't mind seeing that and like we talked about in the last uh debrief with muncher coming out. Oh yeah. When rewatching the trailer, like you definitely see little shots of him in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, he peeks out at, at one point and then that I he's I like believe up in that's the rafters
1: him. or something yeah. and he's, and then and then and then he's
0: flying through the town when they're chasing him. Yeah,
1: like I I totally missed that they were even chasing a ghost the first time through town. I thought Me they too. were just joyriding.
0: Yeah. I hope Muncher isn't like the Harold Ramis ghost. Because like I I mean not not that it not that it really ma- I mean it, it, really it, it wouldn't like matter him. but like well I mean to in, in Harold Ramis's later years, he put on a lot of weight. Like, he That's did not true. look did. like Egon no, a- yeah. after uh, Ghostbusters 2. He was heavier and hairier. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hope they're not just making, like, a fat Harold Ramis
1: ghost. I, I'm excited for it. I'm glad they're doing something new that still is lore consistent and appears to be tone consistent. Like, there's not a lot of comedy in the trailer. No. There's a little bit you know, like when he talks about like, when he says like, well, remember that time we died under the table. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's, I think that's the only joke in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm go with the, you know, it doesn't even have to be in the same genre. Take the lore. We like, take the universe. We like do something good with it. That's fairly consistent and doesn't poop all over the things I like. It's okay. If you do something different, just don't do something stupid.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to throw this out right now that, I do not want to see a CGI Egon ghost. I don't need that. No. You know, if 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 Egon is the is the dead grandfather, you know, have the characters talk about him. We, we don't need to see a, a CGI recreation of Egon. I agree. So I guess it's time to breeze through some structure because we are going long. Oh,
1: fuck, so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so we already did our first impression up top, and I'm I'm digging that. Yeah, I'm liking that.
1: I, I like that. It's a good spot for it.
0: Um, so we're on to favorite use in pop culture. And in the past, you and I have discussed it ahead of time to keep each other from uh, from using the same one. But we did not do that today. And both of us are reasonably confident that we didn't pick the same one. So all of a sudden, I'm scared that, that we Ooh. did. Let's well, make exciting. it quicker. Yeah. So go right ahead.
1: Uh, so my favorite use uh, in pop culture of Ghostbusters is uh, individual Ghostbusters organizations all across the world. You see them at Comic-Cons. You see them all over the place. Like here we have the NorCal Ghostbusters. Yeah. And a bunch of dudes. They build their own proton packs. They dress up in Ghostbusters outfits. They've almost all got, like each group has at least one like mock Ecto-1 that they drive up there. Real quick. Is that yours?
0: Not exactly. Mine was cosplay. Oh, that's pretty
1: fucking close, man. It, it hits all the same beats. Yeah. absolutely does. No shit. But, uh, yeah, fucking, I love those guys. Like, that is, it's so fucking rad that, you know, they'll like set up and like have a booth or just have like the Ecto-1 parked out in front and they're just kind of yeah. hanging around. taking pictures. In their uniforms, fucking bullshitting, talk about how you, you know, you can talk with them about the movies and, you know, they're fucking super fans. Yeah. And, uh. I'm so glad they're around. Last week, kind of what made it top of mind for me, I was eating lunch and uh fucking Ecto One drove by. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like a it was like a 70s Cadillac Hearse. Yeah. Is the one that they've got here at NorCal for NorCal Ghostbusters, the Sacramento chapter. Uh, but yeah, saw the fucking thing drove by. I was like, oh fuck. It's just cool that like you can see, you know, a version of the Ecto one just driving around. Yeah, and it's fucking neat.
0: I remember several years ago, I, I got it in my head, you know, I wanted to do something big for Halloween. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a fucking proton pack. And I started looking online for plans and stuff. I found like a a cheap one that, you know, like how to make a proton pack out of stuff from the dollar tree. And I didn't, I didn't go through with it. It it was still a lot of work. Yeah. But those fucking packs that people make are so brilliant and they look so good. And some of them have like the lights and the sounds and everything. Like I want one of those so bad, but I don't have the 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 capacity to to make one myself. Like if, if it's that's definitely one of those lottery things. Oh, you know, yeah. If I won the lottery, I would one hundred percent pay somebody to build me a proton pack.
1: Yeah, I, I, I started watching and like was falling asleep in it, so I stopped because it got kind of boring. But they're on on Amazon. One of the th- the only Ghostbuster related thing they have that's included in Prime is a is a documentary called Ghostheads. That's all about these dudes and like, you know, but like a lot of it's about like their personal journeys, like my dad died and did this. And like, I don't, I don't care. Show me your proton. pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were talking to a guy that like builds them for people. He said, so it takes them about a week to build each one and, and, you know, costs a few hundred dollars. And Is that it? Yeah. Well, he said, he said, well, he said, a f- yeah, he said a few hundred dollars. Oh, shit. So I don't know what that means. I mean, it took him a week. So I'm sure it's not a week straight. I'm sure it's like. A week after work, like he comes home and tinkers with it a little bit.
0: Man, I'm maybe I don't have to wait for the lottery,
1: but they looked fucking cool. Like I said, they had the lights and the sounds, and uh, that's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, when like when you see people at Comic Cons and they they you know flick the switch and just
2: yeah,
0: oh man, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we were totally on the same track. I mean, and and this is a really great example of of what the the segment favorite use in pop culture can be because i mean it's such a a strong franchise in movies and you know it's got video games and but this is something like this is an example of how it's really invaded pop culture and how it, it is a part of people's lives
1: yeah and there's chapters everywhere like every state has a chapter california's got two <laughs> uh with little sub chapters. Like there was one in Germany, one in France, there's a bunch in Canada. They like, just all over the world. People love Ghostbusters enough to dress up like Ghostbusters and kit out a fucking car and drive around. Like one of the cars one of the dudes had was it was like a like a Ford Fiesta, but it- he'd <laughs> <laughs> it was black too. Like it wasn't even white. <laughs> but he put all the shit on top of it. You know. And it yeah. Like, put the
0: logo there. Yeah. I mean, if if you were an independent Ghostbuster, yeah, it'd be but, whatever you had. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I have to convert my car into something that will. I mean, it just transports a proton pack. Yeah. You're good.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's got some maybe you know some something to recharge it, and I don't know what all the shit on top of the actual <laughs> one is. Yeah. I'm sure it's important though. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I guess a lot of them do like charity events and stuff. So they'll go and they'll raise money for different charities or they'll go to children's hospitals and, and visit kids as Ghostbusters and shit. And, and that's cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, you know, it's like the Lions Club, except if instead of being old and like having tacos on Tuesday and hamburgers on Wednesday and, and drinking dollar beers, they dress up like Ghostbusters and look cool.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I've done a couple, a couple shows that they've been at. Like, there, there was a CrockerCon, and I think one of the A1 shows I did where they, they came out. And, they're, and they're, they're all so happy to be doing it, too. Yeah. like There's no disgruntled actors. You no. Know, yeah, them. they were
1: at the last CrockerCon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they are, uh, they're super cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm surprised that we had the same, th- close to the same thing there. We were, I, we were definitely on the same page. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm not that surprised. For some reason when 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 we were both so certain that 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 <laughs> n- neither of us had had the same one that it was like what else is there unless you were going to say like Ghostbusters cereal.
1: I think it had marshmallows in it.
0: You don't like marshmallows in your cereal? I do not. Oh man.
1: Fucking lucky charms. <laughs> Maybe if they had like oops no marshmallows. But I don't think they make that.
0: Yeah, then it would just be like Cheerios.
1: Which also suck.
2: <laughs>
1: um, so I guess let's uh, let's wrap things up. Yeah. The one word review. Uh, I see you tapping away on a keyboard over there. I presume that means you don't have one. Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> all right. Well, I do have one. Okay. And what I'm is ready it? to go. Do it. So my one word review for Ghostbusters is singular. And the reason I say that is because uh, it's a franchise. I think we can all recognize it's a franchise. There's, you know, three fucking movies. There's... A half dozen video games. There's a couple different cartoons. There's a new movie coming out, but in reality, there's only one Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was a as a brilliant movie that probably should have stayed that way. And as much as I love it and a lot of the stuff that came from it, I th- it almost would have been better if it was just one great fucking movie, and that's all it was. And you can still dress up as a Ghostbuster and go to comic cons and stuff. Like I don't know if anyone's doing that for Ghostbusters two Really, that's not what drives them. Maybe yeah, it like, is. like maybe somebody
0: will show up in a, in a gray jumpsuit with a, uh, with one of the slime shooters. Cause that, at least that's an interesting uh, yeah. doodad.
1: But, uh, but for, for me, you know, the, the core of this franchise is one fucking movie that I love with all my heart and everything else is, uh, is, you know, icing on the cake. And I gotta tell you, I'm not a big fan of icing. It's true. It's not that good. (laughs) Like straight sugar icing, like that stuff's garbage. Like fondant, I like fondant. That stuff's good. Fondant. You got to put your pinky out when you say it, or you know, like fudge or something. But you know, if you're just gonna smear Betty Crocker sugar frosting all over my Ghostbusters, I'm not gonna be that happy about it. It's it's gonna be less good than it was if I just ate the cake straight. you're not wrong so. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's uh, you know we spent so much time talking about all this other shit but you know what it all boils down to is uh ghostbusters is the best go watch that shit
0: yeah um my one word i'm gonna go with spiritual oh yeah okay. in 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 both a uh, a literal and figurative sense um, you know, of course you got your, you got your spirits and whatever floating Spooks. around. Yeah.
1: What, what do they say? Have you actually yeah, seen a the, spirit spook or it's not apparition? I don't know. What was it is. a ghostly apparition? Well, maybe it was. Yeah. For
0: some reason that sounds familiar to me. Um, but you know, the, the, as we were talking about with, um, the fandom, like it is almost kind of like a religion or like a way of life. Like people have taken this to heart in in a way that is it it transcends movies and and like media but also in the sense that you know we had our original movie we had the video game that was you know spiritually the yeah. the ghostbusters 3 and then we've got ghostbusters afterlife coming out that you can tell it's not it's not a rehash it's not what 2016 was it's not what uh what ghostbusters Busters 2 was yeah. like and i'm really hoping that it carries on the spirit and i i've i've got faith that it will but right now it is it is kind of blind faith because it's
1: um yeah, you don't have much to go on
0: yeah you know it's in the hands of a filmmaker that you know makes movies that have heart and and um you know being the son of ivan reitman like he's got to have reverence for the uh for the property and like oh
1: he he grew up with ghostbusters yeah
0: he he was in ghostbusters too yeah Yeah, like i I mean i i can't remember the stories right offhand, but i know in like some of the behind the scenes videos on the dvd um it talks about him being on set like as a kid you know like he he's recounting stories of seeing all these things as just a little fucking like six-year-old or whatever like can you imagine that I hope that, that even though this is a different movie, um, Afterlife, um, that it will be a spiritual successor to it. So there we go. Trying to tie in as much uh, religious terminology in there as I possibly could. Not consciously. It just seemed to happen that way. Thank you, folks, for crossing your streams with us today. If you want to let us know how we did. Shoot us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration the Podcast page, um, Twitter, GeeksplorePod, and Instagram at Geek Exploration Podcast. You can also call us at 916 Orc that is O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd that comes from an orc's anus. And folks, we're going to start trying to give you a little heads up. On our next episodes, we can get some interaction from you, either on uh, the social medias or email or especially that voicemail. That would be a lot of fun. We'll play it on the show. We will uh, interact with it. So if you want to participate... Our next episode is Transformers with uh, guest host Rick Gualteri. Yeah, yeah. He's from uh, Authors and Dragons. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. He's uh, like a comedy fantasy author. Some of his books are like Bigfoot Hunters and Bill the Vampire, doing oh, kind of yeah. like urban Bill fantasy stuff. So, yeah. He. Uh... Yeah, he'll be joining us. He's a big Transformers fan, so it should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we've we've had his name attached to that episode for a while, and we're we're making it happen now. Um, so you will have until Saturday, February sixth, um, to be on the show. Do it.
1: And then we, uh, we had a little giveaway in our last episode and, uh, we're going, we need to pick a name to see who wins that thing. Woo! And what was that giveaway? It was a, uh, season one of Castlevania on Blu-ray. Fuck yeah. All right. So we drew names and the winner is David R. Owens from Twitter. Woo! Ooh, congratulations
0: david r owens so what's the process now benny uh, re-
1: i'll reach out to him on twitter okay. and uh so david i'll dm you and let you know that uh you won and we'll get it sent on out to you
0: congratulations and thank you so much for those who uh, participated in this uh in this giveaway
1: we hope to do more thanks for listening guys because we made you have to listen to enter this contest.
0: Yeah. And thank you uh, to the Geekly Grind for putting up that, uh, that sweet prize for, uh, for loyal listeners to come uh, have a chance at winning.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go check them out. They've got cool stuff. Do it. So much detail. <laughs> I <mean.
0: laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've, yeah.
1: Now, you want someone who covers geek news properly?
0: It's not us. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> They've Go got lots
0: out. of options for you.
1: And if you enjoyed today's show or any of our others, uh, we'd appreciate you going on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast and giving us a five-unlicensed nuclear accelerator review. Uh, we've got swag available at shop.explorationpodcast.com. And our theme song is "Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. And remember,
0: when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes.
2: Hello Geek Explorers, my name is Jeremy and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics and more, since 2015 we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.